Today's episode is presented by Clark's. Clark's story began almost 200 years ago when Cyrus and James Clark made a slipper from sheepskin. At the time, it was groundbreaking, a combination of invention and craftsmanship that's remained at the heart of what Clark's does. From the very beginning, Clark's has always thought differently. Brilliant ideas are what set Clark's apart. We are teaming up with Clark's and Podgo to bring you up to 30% off on select items, including the iconic Clark's Desert Boot, by going to podgo.co slash Clark's. That's podgo.co slash Clark's. Off of this theory and this mythical story of Zack Snyder and this Snyder cut, okay? So I go in and I start watching the movie, and instantly it feels like a completely different movie from the opening credits. You may fire when ready. podcast to give you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. It is exciting for us to be with you today. Welcome to Podcast Day, a take on Independence Day. Um, okay, doing sticking with Will Smith movies. Uh, my name is Doug Wagner. I'm one of the co-hosts of Films in Black and White, uh, and we got a lot to get to because I don't know if you all heard there's a little thing called the Snyder Cut that was released on Friday, and we are uh, diving into that um, and gonna break that whole thing down for everybody. Before I do that, I need to invite my other co-hosts into this conversation. I'm going to kick it on over to the one, the only Marcus J. Destin. Marcus, how you feeling? Listen, I'm excited. I am uh, I'm here. There's a lot of shit to go through. <laughs> I am ready to... I am ready to... Here's, here's where I'm at, fans and family. I'm not even going to call y'all fans. Family. Here's where I'm at. Uh, I like family. that. I am ready to put in my two-week notice to this podcast today. <laughs> I am ready no, to no. walk the fuck off oh, to close God. the session, unplug the mic, and and that be it. That's the type of time and energy I am on today. To use a Spider-Man metaphor, he's got his suit off and he is ready to put it yeah. in that trash can. It's, and it's oh, wow. in the trash can. It's in the trash can. And whatever, whatever you two say today determines if I walk away from it or if I if I have a flashback to Uncle Ben and, and we have a conversation <laughs> and I'll put that motherfucker back on again. Go, so go that, get it from the trash. Don't leave it that's there. What, that's I where mean, I'm at. All right. All right. Well, it's good to know. It's good to know. I'll, I'll make sure. I'll try and put my you kid gloves on a little bit. You know what's funny about that scene in the real movie in Spider-Man? What was that, two? <laughs> yeah, it was two. Yes, they they two. actually said that the kid that turned in the Spider-Man suit was supposed to be Miles Morales. Oh, what? Yeah, you, I don't I know, know if that. you remember if anybody ever just goes back and watch it. It was like rumored that wow. that was supposed to be Miles Morales that turned in the Spider Man suit to J. Jonah Jameson. Like, just go back and watch it and see if it kind of huh. makes sense. Huh. Huh. All right. Well, we got to invite our other co host into this. So I got to <laughs> invite the one, uh, Brian Roush. Brian Roush, how you feeling? I'm feeling great. Uh, I was talking before the show started. We did a lot of yard work. Uh, so I'm feeling a little tired. Also, stayed up late to midnight last night to finish this movie. So like I am, I'm here. I, it is on my mind. I'm happy I had a day to process it because I've been thinking about it all day. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's good. I'm glad you had a day to process. You oh, yes. took a, you took a day. I'm good. 
Um, I took a little bit of a different approach. Well, Ooh, first off, me. I'm doing great because yesterday we got a babysitter for oh, oh. eight hours and I was gone what? from noon until what? 8 p.m. where someone else watched my children. Wow. What and did you I'm, do? Uh, we went shopping like we went wow. up to Sioux Falls and we just spent the day like we went to a restaurant that we wanted to go to eat to. Wow. So it's just good. It was good a good day. You good day to reconnect with Brittany and just as a good day to do some other things. So um, all around great day. Good um, day good, I good. am tired yeah, as well, <laughs> but that's because we got back at eight and I still had two hours left because I split it up into two chunks. So okay. that's I've heard other people we doing at. that. Yep. Eight, that's... Uh, eight hours, uh, eight hour babysitter. huh? Uh, yeah, it was wow. great. It was fantastic. And the best part is, is like we were um, shout out to Claire. Uh, so Claire said that up, she was going to give us a um, for Christmas, she was like, Hey, you guys have been really great. You've been really nice to me. Um, so for Christmas, like I'm going to come and babysit for you for free. You name the time and place. So it was eight hours and it didn't cost me a dime either. So even wow. better great. shout out to Claire. Shout out to Claire. Wow. Yeah. I hope she passed the time watching the Snyder cut. She did not. Um, she did tell me though, yesterday, she's like, Hey, I listened to your podcast on my drive home. You guys are funny. And I was like, Hey, thanks. Oh, oh wow. So positive feedback from Thanks, Claire. Uh, from a listener so oh, yeah um we need to settle some catch that quotable um oh, and right now marcus and i are tied yes um are. and so we can what let's do the rochambeau that we did before <laughs> all so, right brian i want I'm you ready. to break out your color commentary uh pipes um, right. and get ready so brian kick us off Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Rochambeau for the Catch That Quotable. In one corner, we have Marcus J. Destin. He is ready and raring to go. In the other corner, we have Doug with his fist he out. Doing? He's also <laughs> ready to go. He's giving like, me the eyes. What? It's Very a smoky excited. eye, though, folks. Okay, so here are the rules. It's going to be one, two, three, shoot. <laughs> we messed this up last time, but I guarantee you we'll be able to do it this time. So it's going to be one, two, three, and on shoot, you will reveal a rock, a paper, or a scissors. All right, gentlemen, let's begin. One, two, three, and shoot. Gentlemen, the hands that are out. Fast. I see scissors. I don't know what Doug has. Wait a minute. A Can we re-go? Because that was fast. That was fast. That was no, fast. I'll admit, Brian, right. you we're were rushing. Very, very I like to be rushed. Warm up, everybody. Thank you okay. for tagging Ready? along. All right. Here we go. We're going to go one, two, three, and shoot. We got scissors. Doug, what do you have? You got paper. You switched it up. That's too he bad. Marcus, he you're thought the winner. I was gonna go Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, good job. Um, for your great job, Brian, I would allow you to go first. Look at this oh, shit. No, Look at this shit. <laughs> allow. This shit. I'm gonna allow Brian to go first. Oh, oh that's where it's at. Thank all you. right, Brian. Oh, all right. Oh, goodness gracious. <clears throat> all right. For everybody, here we go. Glory, have you gone mad? There is no glory to be had now. Only retreat or surrender or death. I know we're uplifting here tonight, folks. Let's try that again. We're going to go glory. Have you gone mad? There's no glory to be had now. Only retreat or surrender or death. Okay, so what war movie is this? Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, all right, it's clearly a war movie. What war movie? I don't know. Um, but uh, I feel like I have an idea of where this is. See, I could, you know what I could do is I could see Brian because he's probably gone down a Zack Snyder rabbit hole of picking 300. Um, and there's a part of me that when he read it, I went, this might be 300, but I'm not confident enough to just go with it off the jump. 
I feel like uh, Brian would be the opposite that he's had enough of Zack Snyder. That's also and would possible. Not watch three hundred. Well, maybe yeah, <laughs> Brian. Um, do you want to slam that hint button for us? Yes. Uh, the the hint button will be Europe. That's All right. interesting. I'm okay. sticking with I'm sticking with my guess, Brian. Brian, is this 300? Yes, it is. This yeah. is 300, directed by Zack Snyder. Yeah. That's great. That's great. That's All right. Great. You know your you know your castmate, huh? Okay. Uh, I know I Brian. Mean, uh, okay. Hey, I, like Doug basically laid out my entire logic of like, wait, this is too on the nose. <laughs> this is too on the nose. Uh, no, he does it. But it's, I I'm in I'm in your head, Brian, and that yeah, might be like, dangerous clearly. for for you. Well, you had like a Nick Cage run with you and me. I don't know, it's man. True. We did. I don't know what's we did. going on. Makes sense. Makes sense. We okay. did. Okay. All right, Marcus, who's going next? Uh, Doug's going to go next. Since you All just right. got it. Fresh. All right. All right. Y'all ready? Ready. Yeah, come on. Okay. Here we go. There's an old saying, raise no more devils than you can lay down. My father raised one too many. There's an old saying, raise no more devils than you can lay down. My father raised one too many. I know this. And I, I, I know this one. <laughs> My father. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know this. Yeah. It's I I hope you get it because you're gonna be mad if you don't. I think I know this. And I think I know who the person is that says this. But I, I'm 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 not that confident in it. I get that. I totally get that. I'm not that confident in it. But I feel like I know this for sure. Do I have to be specific about which one it is? Oh, I'm off. I mean, that's a good question. Yes. Okay. Okay. Because okay. I think I'm on the right path. What's the hint? The hint is skeleton. <laughs> Brian's face. Sign up for the Patreon to see the incredulous <laughs> look I just got from Brian. <laughs> Skeleton. My, I'm, I'm so out of my depth right now. Yeah, I'll take a guess. I'll All right, Brian. Is, is this Evil Dead Two? Brian, this is not Evil Dead right. Two, but that is an excellent guess. All right. Oh shucks. All it's right, not what I thought it was. It's not what I thought it was, and that's fine. I was definitely going to say either Superman One or Superman Two. Okay. Lex Luthor is saying it, but I don't think that that's correct because you said skeleton. So I don't yes. know. Is that your um, official guess? No. <laughs> Yeah, skeleton skeleton yeah skeleton. i'm gonna just go with superman okay That's that funny. is incorrect okay what gentlemen is it? this is from the movie ghost rider oh with nicholas cage said by Jesus one blackheart i i thought it i thought it and i was like no <laughs> no it's it's, it's impossible and you, you just mentioned the nicholas cage run that he was on and yes. he had the nerve to go back to nicholas cage run. second season i just tanked like first season boom bow bow bow, bow, bow. i like i'll get him yeah, but Brian second season that's yeah. definitely that movie and Marty. oh yeah yeah i knew it had to be some type of devil related character mm -hmm. so i was thinking constantine oh and then, sure. I was thinking, and then i thought some type of what was the other one anyway there was advocate yeah. i was thinking oh devil. sure sure, sure. Oh. yeah and yeah okay you know what i was yeah. also like on an al pacino like mm, yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. with you. Damn. But nope. Okay. <laughs> Pulled out the old Nicolas Cage just to wow. see how it went. Oh, reliable. That's reliable. right. All hey. right, Marcus, take us home. Here we go. Why is it that people who can't take advice always insist on giving it? One more time for those in the back. 
Why is it that people who can't take advice always insist on giving it? Huh. I have two ideas running through my head. Okay. Okay. Both are related to love or weddings. I don't okay. know why, but they both are. Okay. Um, and both are comedies for some reason. Okay. Yeah, I'm on a comedy thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Huh. I'm very curious to see how this goes. Um, Marcus, why don't you go ahead and give us that hint? Yeah, I'm going to slam that. Okay. Your hint is bow tie. Bow tie. Bow tie. Bow tie. Um, Brian, would you care to guess first or would you like me to guess? <laughs> I, would, I would not. As he, as, okay. As okay. he throws the. <laughs> okay. 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 All right, here, here's here's my guess. Hmm? Marcus, is this the movie Hitch? It is not. It is not Hitch. Okay. Okay. Good guess. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, I felt better about that guess than the other one. I'll tell my other one after Brian. I don't think this is, is right. Is this the Wedding Planner with Jennifer it is, Lopez? It is not. Okay, that's fine. Also, what's this movie? It is 007 Casino Royale. Oh my nice. gosh. Said by James Bond himself. Good work. Wow. My well other guess was way Thank off too. You. What was that? Did it have something to do with being black? Because we have some problems. It it did. Oh, it well, did. okay. Let's just move on. I at least went with like a wedding and Jennifer Lopez. I mean, what was the was other guess? The Wedding Ringer with Kevin Hart. I've never seen that movie. I saw it I, once and did not care for it, but I thought it was maybe like, uh, "Hey, we're gonna throw this." Out can there. I be? A, can I be honest? Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of Kevin Hart. Like, I don't God, care for Kevin either. Hart not, at all. Yeah, like his first comedy, his first couple comedy sketches were good, and his hustle is great. His, oh. his ability to hustle is great. Yeah, not the biggest fan because everything just starts feeling like cookie cutter at some point and just the same same routine. I also have an yeah. issue, and not to take us completely off track. I also have his, this issue with telling a like the way you own your behavior is saying like i don't have to make the right choice in the moment uh, i've surrounded myself with people who will make that choice for me and it's like no man like whether or not we're in a group of friends <laughs> you're kind of still responsible for your own shit yeah kind of like, i don't give a fuck if you're the richest in the room or the right and there was a lot of that when he did that documentary that kind of highlighted the things like the, fucked up. Oh, the cheating Oof. allegation and he was like all my friends saw something and, and nobody stepped in and i can't believe it got to this moment and it's like you're still an adult who's responsible for his own behavior yeah so anyway not to get ourselves too far off the oh, rabbit yeah, Kevin hole. Hart's not a fan of this show now. <laughs> Probably won't get that interview. Probably not. That's fine. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. Um, but you're right. But you're absolutely right. And I respect the fuck out of him for his hustle. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Seriously. He knows how to go get the money. He knows how to get a bag. I, yeah. I mean, he's everywhere now. Like, that's right. how I feel. Like, I feel And he like... does work hard. I mean, and, and I appreciate his attitude about he did a really, really good interview with on Conan O'Brien's podcast, which I thought was awesome, which is pretty recent. So check Brad. that out because it was really, really, really well done. Um, or gentlemen, check that out because he's not paying us. So fuck that. And <laughs> I just say to you, us. It, I, hey, that's listen what, to us. Yes, do whatever you got to do. But if you want to break from us. That's a good one to take a break with. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm the, done giving people handouts and free promotion on this fucking podcast. That's like you know what I'm saying. Like I'm not gonna be like this is just me. This is my little my little Zoom box. Okay, my little 
Kevin says, if I say I don't like, I'm not a big fan of Kevin Hart, so much so that I unfollowed you on Instagram, that's got to be a thing. That's that has to be like true. a, that is I a big thing. I unfollowed you on Twitter and Instagram because I just got tired of seeing that. I'm then not going to end it and seal it with, you know, yeah, he did a good little thing over there. Like, yeah, I read your book, player. And, you know, I support <laughs> you still. Black man win. Win on black man win. But so I'm just at a certain point, you just, and I think that's fair. The Rock is kind of getting into that same boat. Oh. And I need to make sure that he does not because I want him to there, stay be away careful. From He'll show up with his big bag of weights, put hey, through man. a workout, and then you'll oh, be in yeah, trouble. He will. And guess what happens? I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick my teeth up and then I'm going to say, <laughs> hey, be careful. Don't do the same hey. thing Kevin Hart is doing. The, the rock will rip <laughs> off your your gate to your house because he did it to his own house. That's, that's true. That jokes on me. him. I live in an apartment, so fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, gentlemen, uh, I think it's probably necessary Bow. for us to bypass our news this week. Yes, and I'm, and I'm doing that this week because we have a a very uh, we have a movie to talk about. And we need to dive into uh, the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League. Um, and, and yep. And I think it's really, really super important that we get a little bit of context for why we have a Snyder cut. Yeah. First off, <laughs> I think it's important that we cover that um, because there's a lot of stuff that's happened, and I think there are some people on social media, from what I've read and what I can see, um, that are kind of going like, uh, what? Isn't this just the same movie? Um, oh, fuckers. Part of me wants to know if they're actively blind. And two is, the other thing is, it's like there's just a lot that kind of goes into it. And I think that the yeah. person who maybe who has done the most research on why this exists, to be honest with you, is Brian. Yeah. Um, I think Brian has done and cultivated a ton of like news articles yeah. and things like that that have kind of gone over it. Um, so Brian, can you give us a little bit of background before we really dive into the movie? Can you give yes. us a little bit of background on why we now have a Snyder cut um, and just the events that kind of led up to it? Well, here we go. I'm going to try to make this as concise as possible. The sources I'm going to be using are two Vanity Fair articles uh, that released uh, one in February and then one of March 2021. Sure. Um, there's also a New York Times piece uh, that I did an interview for uh, that released earlier this week. Uh, you can find that. I mean, like you all can Google if you got to this podcast. I know you can Google Zack Snyder, New York Times, and he gave them an interview. And that's where I'm cultivating a lot of this information. So Essentially, the original Justice League was released with co-directors signed as Joss Whedon and Zack Snyder in November 2017. So this was WB's tentpole. This was what their Thanksgiving was going to be like. They, this is how they planned on dominating the box office. And it was not well received whatsoever. <laughs> I won't even get into like how much it made at that point because Two days later on Twitter, there was a campaign for release the Snyder Cut. And two days later. So by Sunday, people knew they needed a new movie. They wanted to see Zack Snyder's cut because they knew Joss Whedon had come in. Now, you probably, if you've been listening to us, Marcus uh, is very familiar with the situation. Uh, essentially, Zack Snyder's daughter um she uh took her own life and it was incredibly sad and it was the basically the incident which 
made Zack Snyder step away from the movie. And in one of the interviews, he talks about how he couldn't fight. He couldn't fight the fight on two fronts at home and at work. And so it got to a point where he needed to take a step away from the movie. So he left Justice League. They brought in Joss Whedon. And that's when Joss Whedon did a ton of reshoots, about three quarters of the movie, which we can now verify. We have both versions and you can watch them side by side. They're two completely different movies, in my opinion. Mm, Um, Absolutely. That is the basics of it. The garnishing I will give you is that essentially later it came out in 2020, Ray Fisher uh, made many statements that were found out to be true that he was mistreated on set by Joss Whedon. Uh, he said he had an entire storyline cut that is confirmed in this Snyder oh, cut. Oh, absolutely. Uh, additionally, uh, there were other actors within J- the Justice League movie that started tweeting uh, not soon after that, uh, basically saying, hey, release the Snyder cut. We're talking Ben Affleck, Ray Fisher, Gal Gadot. They all went out and said, yeah, you, you should release the Snyder cut. So it gained so much momentum that in early 2020, uh wb said okay sure fine let's do it let's put it on hbo max and they gave basically it started as 30 million and it was going to be a mini series this new extended cut and then it turned into okay we'll have 70 million to finish basically all the effects and Zack snyder did not uh he's not making any profit from this snyder cut sure yeah uh, and i feel like that's really important to say he wanted to do this because essentially according to the interviews like he this is his vision. That's he wants it to speak for himself, and I, I feel like that's a good point to leave that there. Uh, additionally, excuse me, he shot one scene for this, uh, which was the nightmare epilogue scene, uh, and we'll talk about that. Uh, so he did bring some people back. He only shot one scene. Everything else he already had shot, and I, I, it's just it's so much. There's so much left on the cutting room floor. The other garnishing I'll tell you is that WB mandated the movie be two hours which is part of the reason we got the Joss Whedon cut and why it's so bad. (laughs) Just frankly bad. Um, And that is, that's really the basics of it. There's a lot of heavy studio involvement Um, at one point. Like there are two babysitters essentially to the production. One of them being Jeff Johns, a big DC uh, person. I'll leave it at that. A big DC person within WB executive. And uh, they basically babysat the film after Zack Snyder left. So you had Joss Whedon, these two folks from WB, all having their hands in making this movie at the same time. That is where I will leave us. Marcus, you've also been on this beat now for the better part of a year. Is there anything you want to add? Um, just, I mean, I mean, Brian pretty, pretty much hit it. I'm, I'm gonna start with this. Um, Jeff Johns, I'm watching your ass too. <laughs> I'm watching you because <laughs> silence is compliance. And that's sure. all I'm gonna say. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say right there. But no, uh, Brian pretty much hit it all on, you know, hit the nail on the head. Um, One of the other reasons I wanted to add about um, Zach not getting paid was because he said he wanted to keep creative control, that that was the thing that kept his his say so on how this was going to be released. So that's also very, very important to put out there. He said that he kept like Brian said, everything was originally shot. He had it and just took it as like a memento when he no longer did the thing. And he, you know, he was like, he was just going to show his friends. There was a time in like 2019, 2020 that Jason Momoa said, no, I've seen the Snyder cut. And everybody was kind of like me included was yeah. like, no, bullshitting. <laughs> There's no way this thing is real. He's like, no, I watched it and it's good like that. Right. Mm. Then after he said it, 
I think Ray was one of the first to get behind the release of Snyder Cut. Yep. Jason, and then I think Ben, and then I think um, Gal Gadot and Ezra Miller. I don't think yep. in that order, but they the main characters of this film all follow through. But Brian sure. nail on the head, um, and we'll get into some of the into the weeds of oh we will Whedon's cut and what makes it so bad and and, and all that yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. That was perfect, Brian. And I think yeah. the other thing to keep in mind is like. Brian did a fantastic job. If you're curious about what our opinions are on this, you can go back to April, basically a year ago, and you can hear us from the get-go talk about this particular cut because this was news elements, Marcus, that you brought up consistently. Basically, fuck Josh Whedon started – uh, I was looking at our past records. I mean, fuck Josh. We did started April 9th, 2020. And we kind of just kind of rode that horse um, up until now. <laughs> um, I would like to also say, uh, fuck Josh Whedon based Josh on Whedon. everything that has come out over the oh, course of the past year. Yeah. Best believe once we get through this, I'm going to there. If you are on the fence on why it's fuck Josh Whedon, it's not because of a bad movie. Yes. It's because of the, character that you put into a bad movie you put your nasty character into the roots of a bad film and then it showed yeah so but yeah. but before this is over i think we'll be able to get you to really figure out why we say fuck josh wheaton but that I was great other, brian i think the other reason why i say it is because of the stuff with charisma carpenter like and all that other stuff from yep. from that Oof. i mean that in and of its stuff is a reason yeah. why we need to say it but you're also right marcus he he took a lot of his personal thoughts and beliefs and opinions and, and manifested themselves. But gentlemen, like let's let's really get into it. I we can do a barbershop summary, but I'm not <laughs> sure we really need to. Um, and and Marcus, you can feel free to disagree with me if you want. I to. disagree. And, and, okay, that's fine. Um, then why don't you give us your barber? And I'll t- let me real quick before you give it. The yeah. reason why I don't think that we need it is because while they are completely different ele- movies there is a thread through the first one that is present in the second one. Mm-hmm. That is a 20,000 foot perspective I motivations agree. and stuff like that are different, but yeah, there's a thread, a common thread, but please give us your barbershop summary. Yes. For the Zack Snyder, the Snyder cut of the justice league. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a four hour film that follows the path of six heroes and three, two and a half new villains, okay? This film is split into six chapters, okay? Including an epilogue um, and a post, and I guess what we would consider a post-credit scene or a post-nightmare scene. So that's why the way that you watch it is going to be very different than how we watch the first one, which is about an hour, an hour 45, two hour movie with sure. Josh Whedon. Okay, when you're watching this movie, this movie is essentially the same story like Doug said, but you're getting more characters. It, it yeah. you're, you're, it's going to follow. This is for the people who don't know what a Snyder cut is. Yes. If you want, if you want to jump right here to this portion, here's what it is. It is the complete character development of all introduced characters in this quote unquote Snyder verse, which would include partially the first Wonder Woman and mm-hmm. Batman versus Superman and the Man of Steel. This is the bow on the story of Zack Snyder's producing and his influence on these gods that are trying to be humans essentially where Marvel is the other way around where you have these regular everyday people. This is a more grounded story on what the world would look like 
if these actual beings and things existed. So that's why I'm going to go with the barbershop synopsis for now. I'm trying to be serious because I want to get, but then I'm going to go into, yeah. you know, we, we'll kick it up a notch. To no, be I fair, think that's good. To be fair, that's perfect. I mean, especially yeah. for those who maybe saw the first one and then saw ha- haven't saw seen this one, thinking it's just the same movie. Your su- your summary is perfect. It it really is the a more complete story start to finish, um, and just kind of given everybody their their time on screen to really flush a lot of this stuff out for sure i think let's let's start in a natural start starting place and i don't want this to be good bad and ugly like we traditionally do on the show but i think a good place to start with this is the good and what portions of it as we are sitting through such a an epic um and kind of talking about um what is what are things that as you all were watching um this movie uh what are some things that you really enjoyed about it marcus please okay well i'm gonna start with my feelings watching the movie okay all right Um, good good place to start because i feel it's a four hour. If you're listening to us, we've been talking about streaming, streaming, streaming. What does streaming look like? What is a fucking stream? God, we don't know. And 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 quite frankly, the big industries don't know either. And they're really yeah. trying to figure this thing out day by day. Okay. Sure. Um, four hours. I watched, I started watching this movie at five o'clock. So I went through my complete day on a Friday. I had um, some like stuff I had to handle at work. And like, so I come home and once I got home, I started, you know, I, I cleaned up a little bit, bought me some food and stuff. And so I, you know, wanted to prep for four hours because I've never sat and watched a four hour movie. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. You know, documentaries exist that are kind of long and, and you kind of get, you know, Malcolm X and these, you know, mm-hmm. you get these longer stories that are, you know, that are told, but this one was a four hour non-documentary a movie that has technically come out before with characters that already exist off of this theory and this mythical story of Zack Snyder and this Snyder cut okay so I go in and I start watching the movie and instantly it feels like a completely different movie from the opening credits okay so I'm I'm excited because I say oh fuck I'm not gonna get into the specifics but tell you i kept stopping to kind of catch where i was so i could give you my feelings and emotions on where i was so within the first 10 minutes i said oh fuck okay i was like oh shit and i kept watching and i kept watching all of a sudden this huge smile comes across my face sure because there's this realization that okay i kind of readjusted myself because yep. this is a completely different experience. Mm-hmm. When yeah. once I started hitting the first extended scene, and the oh, lines yeah. were different from the jump, I said, yeah. "Oh, okay, this is what we're doing." So yeah. we so we're getting mm-hmm. to it about maybe an hour thirty, hour forty five. The same feeling. I'm excited because this is a this is a new story. We're being introduced to characters with actual ideas and feelings and and you can (laughs) you can you have empathy for them and you have some type of connection to them on why these people are who they are and i'm going to be vague because i'll get into the specifics um later Uh so i'm at the two so i'm at about and a two hour mark, two fifteen. Yeah. I started getting phone calls. So I, you know, I get all the phone calls. My mom calls. Uh, I think my friends call. It's everybody's calling, but they're not right. like there. It's just everybody just happened to call at once. So I took a natural break, and that was like an hour. So it's about five, six. It's about seven, seven thirty or something like that. So I take yeah. about an hour break. I hop back into the movie around eight fifteen because I looked at the clock. Started again, 
And I'm still just like, oh my God, like, are yeah. you kidding me? Like yeah. I'm, I'm now doing comparisons in my head from the weeding cut to this yeah. one. Two hour 30 in, I'm still flabbergasted and it does not feel like I've been watching this thing for about three hours now. It still doesn't because I'm on this couch and my couch is like a futon. It's not the most comfortable thing in the world. <laughs> it's, not. it's just like a regular, oh, all right, Doug, no need for you to agree that hard. Uh, but yes, comfortable. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay, Doug, thank you for bashing my Hey, I love futons. So. It's a, thank you, thank you, Ryan. Um, it is nice. But, it's, you know, I tried to make it, it's a man cave for me so as a bachelor pad. So for me, it's just like, I'm just kicking it. Didn't feel like I've been watching it for this long. Once we hit about, you know, the end scene, the going into the epilogue, I did kind of get a little weary. Sure. Because sure. it did kind of start feeling like, okay, this thing is not over yet. I was like, wait, there's more? Yeah. And it was just like, I was like, okay, but it was and excited to see more, but I was kind of like, I don't know if I'll fully appreciate this right now because I'm kind of like, Jesus, there's more like you just jam packed me out. So yeah. all that to say, it didn't feel like necessarily four hours, but it did feel like four hours, like in the sense of when I took sure. a break, I was like, oh fuck, like we're still going in this thing. Like there's still a couple hours yeah. to go in this thing. And, and yeah. a good majority of the story was not told at two hours. So you have to stick it you like you have to stick it out to see how they put a bow on all these people's stories so that's kind of where i was to begin yeah i think I, I would agree with you i again my strategy was a little bit different and i split it up into two days um and i yeah. will say this i love the chapters mm. i love yes. that like when you're gonna take an approach like this um and you're going to say this is what i wanted to tell and fuck you're trying to keep me at two hours i'm going to tell you something that yep. is as complete as i want it yep. to be yeah. splitting it up into chapters makes it really easy for people to jump in and jump out i and yep. that's i think that that especially with streaming is one of the advantages of releasing the way you wanted to release it because oh, i'm going to sure. make a i'm going to make an assumption i don't think most people if this goes to theaters first and then to streaming I don't think people go to the theater to sit there for four oh, hours. There's yeah, no way folks. And no. I think there are going to be people who are like, Oh, cause <laughs> four hours, you know what I mean? They're going to kind of yeah. tone out Yeah. my, for me, what I love the most about this particular movie is the heroes are great. And the superheroes are mm -hmm. always going to be great because they're what I appreciate. I loved the feeling I got watching Steppenwolf be a real villain. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I loved the depth of his character. I loved the redemption we get for him as a villain. Um, and his motivation is so much clearer than yep. just being an ugly looking thug. Um, and I think there's a <laughs> lot because that's really in the Whedon cut. That's what he is. Like, he's just like a I big mean, burly dude. Like, that's all he is. Yeah. And he's very, very flat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, totally. I love the depth that the Snyder cut gives to Steppenwolf. I think it's fantastic. I think his armor looks dope as hell. Oh man. Shout out to whoever CGI'd that. That because... was the unreal tech engine that's using like the new video games. Like that's what they use. Jesus. Cause that, I mean, I gotta be honest with you. There is some guy that was like, you want it to look like what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fuck>. okay. <laughs> and so it you... needs to be done when? Four oh, hours. Jesus Christ. For, the, for the duration of a movie and he's in it how much oh, <laughs> well and you know zach snyder's like look they, they gave me the money you have to right. do you have to do this i didn't yeah, take thing. a paycheck it's right really that hard for you yeah like so <laughs> so i need it to look like a living razor blade okay just do it right right imagine he's covered in gillette 
top to bottom. Um, but I really, uh, I really loved him as a character. Like, he was good. Bottom, and I thought it was, was really, solid. really great. Um, I want to leave some of the other stuff that I really appreciated for later as we kind of unpack it. But right off the jump, yeah. all yes to everything Marcus said. But then on top of that, I mean, I really think as a villain is concerned, this was this was awesome to see somebody who yeah, was really, really for sure. For Brian, sure. how about you? So if we're just talking about like how we approached it. So Maggie and I, like we made an event out of this, by the way, we like based our entertainment plans on this, like our entire week we based around it. I'm like, okay, we got to watch the theatrical cut on Thursday. But then we need time to process so we can watch the whole thing on Saturday. So like we, we ordered, we, we, we got takeout. We like, we got the kids down and then it was boom. We're sitting down because we're going to finish this in one sitting. Um, And it, was a good and bad idea but at the same time i'm glad we did it one just because it was like i don't know how else to say it but it was an experience like i don't Mm -hmm. know how else to say it and like it the only other thing i can compare it to is like the titanic or the irishman yeah and and i mean that both affectionately by the way like it is just such like this epic almost lawrence of arabia lawrence of arabia has like a different tone to me but Mm. It's just that type of thing of like, this is epic and you need to just take it all in and watch it all. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like, sure. I'm going on this four hour roller coaster. Here we go. Um, we'll talk a little bit about like parts that fell off for us at a different point, but like overall to me it was an enjoyable experience. And I think it's because I've been reading comics since I'm, I'm, I've been a teenager mm-hmm. and just the idea that somebody was like, okay, I know like, Here's what's in my head. I'm just going to just give it to you all like yeah. lingering shots and all. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe this shot didn't need to be five seconds, but guess what? They're it telling is. me to do whatever I want. So I'm going to make that five seconds. Do you yeah. want chanting a lot? Good. Cause I put it in there. Hey, yeah, it's in this, there. I don't know. You want this character that like wasn't even in the first one, Martian Manhunter. Well, guess what? It's, it's there. Fuck, and fucking like, in there, man. I love that. I yeah. absolutely adored that. I picked up all those breadcrumbs and I ate well. Like I yeah. ate so well. Comic book fans are eating so well right now. Yeah. I don't know how else to describe it. This was a love um, letter. This was a love letter to DC Comics. And I know that that's an adage that gets thrown out a lot, especially after Endgame. People are like, this is a love letter to Marvel Comics. This was a this was Zack Snyder, to be honest with you. It was a love letter to his daughter and it was a love yeah. letter to the yeah. heroes that got yeah. him through that. Like yeah. that's absolutely what this that's was top sure. to bottom. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So it was I'm good. Turned up. I'm, re- I'm ready. Fucking Marcus is turned up. <laughs> here we go. Here's the thing. Here's, here's, here's where we're going to start. Oh, fuck. Here's what I love. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to just take the reins on this. Do thing. it. And then y'all feel free to that's like, what we know, need. We that's what we, that's what we need. This that's what we, what we need. That's what we need. This is what I'm absolutely going to agree with. The, I'm going to give you the first, th- I'm actually going to read from you my notes on the first thing that I we thought took notes. Um, after I got done with the movie. So this is my, and it was just me just throwing up on the page. Um, it's Snyder, Snyder Cut is what it's labeled. My mind right. is all over the place, but I am genuinely excited about Superman again. This whole story from start to finish, the real life one included like Zack Snyder's story and the Justice League story is incredible. Sure. The dialogue, the shots, the story, the character development, the faith in a good story, the time to digest it and appreciate it. Then I put in parentheses, Darkseid is a beast. And this mm. is the one to fear, a reason behind his mission. Yes. 
Steppenwolf we got before was list. It was his character was just like it was in Josh Whedon's dialogue from the Flash. He was obnoxiously tall. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was the only thing scary about him. <laughs> but when you really and he had this and you humanoided him in order to make him this more, I guess, relatable, mm-hmm. fearable character. Mm-hmm. When you look at this Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf is a soldier who has been rejected. He got yeah. caught by the baddest motherfucker in the universe because if you look, parademons bow to Darkseid. They don't right? bow to Steppenwolf. Granny Goodness and Decide, they fear. If you read the comic books and you know it, Darkseid is not somebody to be played with. No, no. And the only motherfucker that has put fear into Darkseid is Superman himself. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, what? And, and there's some other variations in there, but for the most part, Superman himself. As far as this movie is concerned. As Superman far as this himself. movie is, yes, because you can dive yeah. into the rabbit hole if you're a super nerd. That's not what we're talking about right now. So you get Steppenwolf, who dropped to his knees. I said, wait a minute, what is he doing? <laughs> he begged Asad to mm-hmm. please put me back in good graces with Darkseid. Yeah. And you get this character that he got, he bit too, he bit more off than he could chew. And he betrayed his people. He got banished and was told he had to go and get 50,000. He had to destroy, what was it? 50, he had to conquer 50,000 worlds. He had to conquer 50,000 worlds. Darkseid had already conquered 100,000. Yeah. Darkseid yeah. said, I've conquered 100,000 worlds. I will conquer this one and I will stride across their bones. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So you're talking about dealing with character development. Right on. That's that's not you don't get that a lot. You don't no. get this kind of deep character and being able to dive in the mother boxes, not being something that's overly sexualized and oh mother, and I'm going to da, 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 da. Yeah, this was it's so like, much better. This yeah. was so much, it was like more of a it's an event. Okay, great. So you start with Steppenwolf. You then see how powerful Superman is from the beginning. Yes. You're, you're dying how you are dying and your dying cry out is powerful enough to ring across Atlantis, Central City, to Gotham City, to the mother boxes and all their various places. This is how powerful Superman is. Mm-hmm. Not some type of CGI fucking mustache and, <laughs> and, 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 a, and the symbol for hope being compared to car keys. This is not that. No, you yeah. have a full story from Cyborg. You have a full story. So I'm just going to say the first thing that I loved was the character development. Mm-hmm. Because For sure. To be, even your side characters had character development. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman's mother, the Amazonians. That's a real sacrifice watching a fucking cliff fall into the ocean. That was that that real when i saw that as that that was the strategy first off shout out to brooke ends crossfit athlete was one of the women holding the hammer who knocked out that thing really so really yeah. yes she had a lot of people like that in yeah the, in oh, the, he yeah. found a lot of people like that and she she posted a lot of pictures um right around uh regional time not to go down a wow. rabbit hole but yeah she was in it so shout out to her when i saw that cliff fall in there i was like Oh fuck! That's a way to <laughs> yeah. keep. I mean, that's one hell of that's a way, and it's so it. much better than the like he cuts his way out of the walls and chases after oh them. My like gosh. this was, and and Marcus, to your point, I feel like Whedon's strategy was like we don't need a complex character, and people don't want to understand why he's scary. They just need a big bad. So there right. you go. It's just a big bad. Yeah. yeah. This one was no, 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 no. 
the reason why the mother boxes are there, the reason why he's there in the first place is very, 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 very important. Right. Um, and the reason why dark side once planet earth is very 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 important that this is the way in which that he has to go right. after it not it's not another it's not another planet it's and what not. i want to do is start i'll start here with the things that were the differences you look at okay first let I, i'm gonna refer back to age of ultron because that was okay. the yeah. thing that we had done yep. and the way that he wrote age of ultron if we really go back and look at it right there was a lot of things that were just left kind of undone these stories yes. that were just yeah. kind of just like, okay, but what happened to this though? You right. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it focused on this one thing and this, and, and that was a story. So I'm going to constantly refer back to that because I think there is something to be said about the parallels of sure. Whedon's approach to this well, and the past movie he did as well. Sorry, Brian. No, 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 no. And I want to boost this for people at home. Like if you're digging all of this backstory, definitely go check out those Vanity Fair articles because Ray Fisher talks about how Joss Whedon like was talking about how yes. he did not like how Age of Ultron was received. And he see he saw this opportunity as a way to like redeem himself or like I'll show to you. To jam it down our throats. And to like to the point where like he was misnaming characters according to Ray Fisher, like he was calling Diana Natasha. He was doing he was getting all mixed up uh, reportedly. So like giving that extra framing, I want to boost what Marcus is saying because like if you add that frame to the original theatrical cut, it's a whole it it makes so much more sense. It's for great. sure, and that's why sure. this story is so much more important. And so character development is so important. Cyborg is the heart and soul of this movie. For sure. He is the heart and soul. Oh, yeah. And to see how much his story got cut, you just kind of got to sit back and be like, well, what the fuck were you thinking to replace all of this with a booyah yes. and a line that says, oh, is this racially charged from the flash? You have to be fucking kidding me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I don't know how as a filmmaker, you see all that footage and be like, oh, like this is clearly tied to Cyborg's story and how he develops as a person, a character and a hero. And like, here's the thing. George Lucas got in the same spot with episode one. Guess what? George Lucas just grit his teeth and he's like, well, it's all intertwined. We got to we got to put it in there. We're done. Yep. What did Joss Whedon do? He's like, I don't know. Just kick it, I guess. Cut, and I'll cut, just try to make a, make it up as I go along. That out. And like, yeah. it's it, it is just astonishing how incompetent it is to cut that story. Yes. And not only and not only is it astonishing that he that it's that incompetent that you cut that piece as a fan. As, as as somebody as somebody who watches a movie, I'm insulted that that's the cut because mm -hmm. the only reason why you make that cut is because you go audiences won't get it. Yes, right. And I'm you sorry assumed, you assumed, but you mm -hmm. assumed that either I couldn't connect or that I wouldn't get it. And I yep. that's just is like, come on, man, we're smarter than that. And this goes back to what Adam E. Mortimer said. Your audiences are so much smarter than yes. you give them credit for. Yes. And we can yes. figure it out. And that's the other thing that's like your decision was to cut that out. No, you cut that out because you didn't think we'd get it. But yeah. you, what, what, what you didn't see is that's the reason why all a lot of this it is do. happening. I mean, that payoff at the end when he's actually inside the unity and he's having an yes. argument with his family, yeah. that's conclusion. the payoff we needed. Yes. Um, spoiler yes. alert. That's the payoff that we needed. So, yes. yeah. I, I mean, and, we're going to be talking about all the spoilers. Oh, yeah. Movies. This is like, yeah, real you, quick. You shouldn't have turned I mean, this shit on. This is yeah. a movie that already got released. It's weird, but yeah. we're talking about it. So. Yeah. And, and Doug, that's such a great point, right? To talk about audiences are much smarter than they think, because just as much we're going to see, we're going to keep saying Josh Whedon, Josh Whedon, WB is also to blame. 
Yes. Yeah, they're equally right? called. So I, I want to put so I have to say it's WB and Josh Whedon not believing. First of all, back to the Whedon thing. For you to cut cyborg story, I as a black man am taking that personal. Because if if the assumption is the audience won't get it. This story related to me, a father mm-hmm. that's not there, a mother that's always there that believes in you. You lose the one thing, the one person that believes in you. Mm-hmm. You you lose that and then you're forced to be with the one person who was never there or right. ever got to see you grow and saved you. That is a story that it, it extends this little one-two punch cookie cutter storytelling shit that that people constantly do believe in your audience believe that your audience is willing to sit four hours to watch a fucking movie because they decided to because brian roush decided to make an event of it because doug wagner decided i'm gonna split it just because i have things going on but i'm willing to give two here and two there because marcus is willing to make sure all of his shit is done prior to <laughs> so he can come home to really watch and enjoy the Snyder cut. Even if the podcast didn't exist. Yeah. Right. On. Like you have to trust, you have to trust that there is so many, there's so many ways to consume content. Now the normal pattern and the normal routines that y'all are so used to, it's time to break the fucking mold of these characters. Sure. Everybody doesn't want a happy ending and bright pictures to a story. This whole thing was dark as fucking grainy. I had to it turn was. my lighting up a bit. That's where they let, I mean, and remember the epilogue and the nightmare leaves it as dark and ominous and scary. Yes. There is yeah. no like yes. big, great hope at the end. Like that is a, this is yeah. a no, 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 no. We're not done with this. And even Martian Manhunter says, like, uh, by the way, we know he's coming back. So I'd like to help. Like, that's just it. Like, it's not like, hooray, we did it. It's (laughs) he's coming back. So you should probably prepare. Like, that's really all it is. And I think also to your point, Marcus, I think in addition to this being redemption for Ray Fisher, I think that this is a redemption for women in this oh, movie because talk about Brian I was gonna let Brian I was gonna let Brian have it but yes let's talk about so, it so 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 I'm gonna just mention this yeah. when when a when a girl looks at Diana and says and this mm-hmm. is something that I saw right away that kind of sure. irked me that that whole thing was knowing how we got especially when the flash falls on type of oh. on top of Diana in the Whedon cut when when the girl looks at her and says like how do I be like you and she goes you can be whatever you want <laughs> yeah. I was like fuck I mean although she just exploded a man well yeah we'll, we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there but Brian please like cut I mean if well, you wait wait you wait I want to Say so, I want to say something real quick. The line before that, the guy says, the terrorist says to Diana, I don't believe it. And right. she says, believe it. In the original Whedon cut, the man asked this woman, who are you? And she answers, and I'm a believer. As if, and here's, and I'm not going to try to make this a big old liberal, deeper thinking <sighs> type of thing, but I am. You, you ask a woman, who are you? And her response that you write as a director is, I'm a believer. Not I'm Wonder Woman. I just did all this right. shit. And you're just, you know what I mean? You, do you see right. what I'm saying there? But the line that was fixed was, I don't believe it. And he says, and, and then it. Diana says, believe, believe it. it. Right. Man, that's nuts. That's a great, it's, it's the, great it's the to point out. things that yeah. also points out how bad this shit is at its fucking roots. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Brian. Go, sorry. Go no, ahead. no, no. There's no. I, I don't think there's an apology here. I think with with something sprawling like this, I feel like you need to call this stuff out, otherwise you're gonna forget it. And I think that's a good point. No, that's I a feel great like, point. And I I also feel like I'm gonna speak. So I also came to a lot of these views like watching it with Maggie. I want to give a shout out to her. Um, like I love her, and I think one of the things that we talked about was specifically the amazon scene mm-hmm. and one of the things that we talked about watching the theatrical cut is that like whether it was a wb thing of time whether it was joss whedon or whatever you get to the amazon island in the theatrical cut and it's like okay uh Stephen wolf's here arrows at him he he's okay run away with the box and oh he gets out and then there's oh there's more people coming and and now he's gone and it's just like boom 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 yep. like you're just you're speeding through it all there's no time to breathe or digest it and by giving that more space and having Snyder be like, no, I'm going to make this like operatic and like as oh, yeah. drawn out as mm-hmm. possible because These are I Valkyries. Can. Yeah. Um, what ends up happening is like you see Steppenwolf that he's having a tough time with the Amazons. Like it gives mm-hmm. the Amazons more like basically more credit because mm-hmm. in the theatrical cut, they're just basically like people to get knocked yes. over. Yep. And in this, yep. it's like, they're clearly like fighting for their lives. They have a plan. They almost take him down. I mean, they put an entire cliff face on this dude. Yeah. Like they, it shows how hard they're fighting, how smart they are. And it gives Amazons all that much more credit mm-hmm. um, and how you view their tactics and their fight. And I think it's important because it's all women. And yes. with that representation, I feel like you have a responsibility to make sure that, you're not just having them as stand-ins, especially with the history of comics and movies. And I feel like in a really wild way, Zack Snyder gives these Amazons like the strength that they deserved in the theatrical cut that just wasn't there. And then you watch the sequence now, like, so Steppenwolf is literally coming from the bottom of the sea. That's how strong this dude is. And the Mm -hmm. Amazons put him there. So I just, I feel like that's really important to point out. Like, And if you use that lens to frame it, like that's one of the things I enjoy about this movie is that it also gives Diana her moment. Like she finally gets a genuine team moment to just be Wonder Woman, which is just a really weird thing to say. Mm -hmm. I don't really know how else to say it, but it's just like, this is Zack Snyder's Wonder Woman. And she gets to, she she flourishes. Like she excels. Like it's very clear that she, to me, it's very clear that if his series of movies were to pan out, she would become the leader of the Justice League and it would follow her. Like she would be the Captain America equivalent, essentially. Sure. Like yeah. that's where I see it going. Um, and I just feel like, I don't know, it just it, like even just the basic stuff, like gratuitous butt shots. I'm just going to call this out. Um, they're not there. They're not GBTs. there. None of them are there in the Snyder cut. There's like one, I think probably hard baked in because of reshoots. I, I don't know, but like that's all gone. Like even just how Joss Whedon shot those reshoots, that's all gone. And you get to just, I don't know. It makes a difference. These small things make a and difference think, going back to what Marcus said. I think the other thing you, Brian, if you remember the dialogue from the theatrical version, 
yeah. the exchange between the queen of the Amazons and oh, Steppenwolf, yes. he goes, you'll soon find that you're going to love me. You're going to love me. And no, I don't they cut that, that shit out. Yes, yeah. it was. She, he said, like, you're fighting so hard. I'm 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 summarizing. I'm paraphrasing. No, you're good. essentially saying like, oh, you're fighting so hard, but you'll find that once I'm in charge, you'll love me like super yeah. sexual and gross and icky. Yeah. And he just they were just like, no, man, we never wanted that to be the vibe that came off here. Totally. Um, because that's not the motivation. The and motivation they're much more powerful than that. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's they're not something to be. And I think the other thing to your point, Brian, is I think just Brian and Marcus is like, just like we got to see how strong Superman was. We got to finally see how strong Diana is. Yes. And I yeah. almost wish. And what makes me mad is I wish we would have seen that strength from Diana before Wonder Woman 2. Oh, it would have made Wonder Woman 2 so much different than yeah. than this was. Doug, you read my mind. You read my mind because I was just going to say that. What I, but it was going to be a little bit different. If Wonder Woman 2, if this would have gotten released instead of the theatrical cut, mm -hmm. Wonder Woman 2 would look completely different. Oh, absolutely. You would have been able to see Diana is completely watered down in Wonder Woman 2 when it comes to power because mm -hmm. her story surrounds around losing Trev, losing Trevor or getting him back and that whole storyline. If you get this same Wonder Woman and then you try to place that same storyline, it wouldn't fucking work. Uh, like nope. It is so hard for me to reconcile. I, I don't know how to call it. Uh, like the Snyder Wonder Woman version. Snyderverse. Mm -hmm. The yeah. Snyderverse Wonder Woman with the 84 Wonder Woman. Because mm -hmm. like in the Snyderverse Wonder Woman, she is she's taking no prisoners. She's going full sicko mode on these poor souls that cross her. Like she is, she is. She's the one who cuts Steppenwolf heads off. Yeah, she's like, the one who cuts his head off. Which, and this starts uh, in Batman versus Superman. Let's <laughs> let's start there. Yeah, it good starts point. with his introduction of Wonder Woman in Batman versus Superman. Sorry, Brian. I just want I want to add. No, that. it's a great call out because, like, for better or for worse, and I'll I'll get to like some of like the mm -hmm. weird things that were weird to Come me. Come on, y'all, like, let's pod. Come on, so we don't pod. Let me finish this point and then I'll get there. So, like, the Snyder versus Wonder Woman. She's brutal. She it yeah. she again, like I said, take no prisoners. I'll come up with a better word later. She didn't have to cut Steppenwolf's head off to nope. go back to Apocalypse. <laughs> well, you know what? She did. Nope. She went that hard for us, and she didn't have to. And, and that's a message. Yeah, it, right. It sends a message, yeah. and it just it's like it it gets to this point where it's like I don't see that character being like Steve Trevor's back. No way. Are you serious? Shut oh. up. Are you serious? He's he back. No, me? don't lie. I don't see that. I don't. Oh see that character the whole dialogue with Tre all. about trevor between batman and woman wonder woman in the in the bat cave yeah didn't even fucking happen no yeah. it was not wonder woman trying to say no we shouldn't do this and making wonder woman the bad right. person that didn't want to bring i would have done it for back. trevor so we shouldn't do it for superman oh, like gosh. like that whole horse that, shit that we'll get to that framing in a second because i <laughs> oh there's so many good things to say about Woo! that but the one thing i will say so the one thing that was incongruent to me and this this might i don't know what this was a casualty of but yes i will talk about the bank heist scene i know we're not doing good bad and ugly but no, one thing that it. was like <laughs> it unintentionally made me laugh out loud i will just totally own it so yeah wonder woman saves all these school children the top hat terrorist is like i'm gonna, get, I'm gonna take you down and she's like nope boom vaporizes the dude like no question 
about it. Half the building, like half of that building half wall. city block. Seriously, that it's gone. And then like, I don't know how this happened, whether it's an editing sequence thing, if it was a writing thing, I don't know. And then she turns to this little girl. She's like, hey, you good? She's like, how do I be like you? It's like, <laughs> how do I get to be like you vaporizing top hat terrorists? Out yeah. of the, I got like, a couple I'd like to take care of. How do I get me one of those? <laughs> right. And she's like, you could be anything you want to be. Okay, bye. And it's just like the emotional yeah. roller coaster you go on. It's just like, okay. At the same time, if mm-hmm. you look at like, uh, oh my gosh, like the Frank Miller stuff, just the really brutalized yeah. versions yeah. of yeah. Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Like yeah. there's a comic out there, I'm not kidding, where Wonder Woman passes someone on the street and a guy bumps into her and she's like, get out of my way, sperm bank. I'm not kidding. Yep. You can Google this. <laughs> this was actual dialogue written. I'm not saying it was good, but there's a version of Wonder <laughs> Woman that is like this radical, uh, brutal warrior mm. and don't cross her. And that's what I kind of got from that, but mm-hmm. it was like, Gal Gadot face you know yeah, it right. just it was just like <laughs> i don't know what this i don't know what you were going for other than like Zack snyder's wonder woman yeah. and maybe that is like how yeah. he sees wonder woman which we can talk about that but i'll just leave that there it's just like okay all right it she's a brutal warrior with yeah. with she's you know obviously good, good to her friends but i would never cross her in a, in a million years no well, that would well, be very well, foolish well, well then let's talk about the differences as well in in all the characters, right? Because you have Batman, mm-hmm. the way Snyder wrote his Batman, Batman is using guns and he's been it for about 20 years yep. now. And it is kind of closely, more closely related to Miller's version of mm-hmm. the Dark Knight Returns. Especially and with that end sequence. So with the end yep. sequence, even with the mutants, I didn't even see that shit, but with the with the tank, the bat tank and the mutants oh, yeah. at the end of the at the end of the movie, yep. like that's pretty cool. But then let's look at the flash. The flash, yeah, the flash is, is a not great a great example. He is not a mm-hmm. he's not this comedic klutz. He's not this person who doesn't know how to fucking run. He is this he is somebody who took him and Cyborg are two people who took full control of their abilities. Like they they are people that took the time to learn them and know how to use them. Now, I'm not sure behind the science behind the Flash's power and why he can tear up concrete and all the other shit while he's running and I don't know how that works. Um, cause and breaking the glass, I would imagine that he would have phased right through that. So there's some things in here I'm not oh. really sure of, but okay. I guess it's to show I'm not a phys- how I'm powerful not a these expert. people are. Okay. Well, I thought you were, sorry, my bad. Oops. Um, we're on the wrong podcast. Someone um, a scientist. The physics podcast. <laughs> the physics pod. Um, but even the development between Cyborg's dad, um, sacrificing yeah. himself for Cyborg, Aquaman, oh. his reasoning not being my mommy didn't love me. His oh, reasoning yeah. being, this whole city is asking me to be a king when you rejected me. Mm-hmm. Why should I protect it? Because mm-hmm. you're the king of both worlds. Yeah. And that was the yeah. bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just, okay, so somebody else say something. No, I no, no, do, no, no, that's, no, no, that's a great point. And I think, I think the shining difference, I think the standalone, I think Flash's dialogue is such difference, is so different. Yes. Oh, because yes. he is not some like he's a young kid and i love the fact that they lean into that i loved the scene in the pet shop i thought that Mm -hmm. was genius that hot dog scene where he grabs a hot dog and he just has it how do you cut that how how do you see that and you cut it you saw that and you said like no they don't need to see that that's not funny at all and it's like that plays irish she is gorgeous yeah she's she's coming back for the flash movie too yeah Yeah. so there's a lot of that that i just i see that and i'm like 
man, somebody saw that whole sequence and said, let's leave it out. Like, and I just, again, I don't understand the, the cuts that were made to the, to the theatrical ver- version are best described as pointless. Like they had no <laughs> point to cut them. And all you did was ruin some of these characters top to bottom because that flash scene where he's in the pet shop is incredible. So it's Kiersey Clemens. That's what I believe is. I'm Kiersey saying Clemens. this right. That's Kiersey right. Clemens uh, played Iris. Beautiful. I think the Beautiful. one thing I wanted to add to that was that 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 scene night. And again, I think this is Zack Snyder's style, and I don't know if he's intentionally mm-hmm. doing it or unintentionally doing it. But during that car crash scene, he like he like grazes a hair on mm-hmm. Iris, and I was like, that's kind of weird. That's weird yeah, to he me. He brushes I it under- out of her head. like he tries to right. t- do the ear tuck. I, I understand uh, being weird. a purveyor of flash mythos, if you will. Like, okay. obviously, they're meant to be together, blah, 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 blah. Um, but I'm like, man, if you're watching this the first time, you're like, is this Barry guy on the up and up? Like, what's happening? Because <laughs> like, right? like, he's just brushing this lady's hair. And again, I, I don't know if that's just because Snyder did it because he could. I, I have no idea. I thought he was um, going to feed the hot dogs to her. Initially, I was like, "What's your?" I I didn't know it was for the dogs later. I'm letting you know into my insight. I didn't know that that's what it was for. There's no way you thought he was gonna shove that hot dog in her mouth. I thought he was gonna like put it in her pocket. Like seriously, I thought he was gonna put it in her pocket. Brian, please, Brian, please, Brian, please. Please help us. Anyway, I love the effects. Like, Thank you. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I, again, no, it just... No, Doug, don't be talking about some yeah. We just... Yeah. No. no, I mean, the I'll leave the hot right. dog where it is. I'm going to keep it in the pocket for the dogs. In any case, <laughs> the, the effects in that scene are amazing. And I love how they just away. slow it all Absolutely. down. They put the full yeah. force of WB CGI budget, and it works, yeah. and it's rad. And I just, like... I wouldn't fact, have done the hair thing. Oh, I, if I was directing it, yeah, I would have. I would have cut the hair thing. That, but it, I also I get that's the love of your life, and and that's one of those first in the moments. And everybody can't do that. And if you had the power, right. if it was Maggie and it was Brittany, <laughs> would you? You know what I mean? The first time you saw them and you had this ability, would you do the same thing? Like that's what I'm imagining. Instead of it being like creepy, 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 but me giving Zach benefit of the doubt because I'm on a high right now. Like, that's, that's my really good. I could be dead wrong. That's well, here's the other thing. Like, I, I mean, he could have like, met, he could already know. Like, the Flash could already know mm-hmm. and it just wasn't in there. Um, yeah. But yeah. would I do it? Pro- pro- no, pro- probably not. Yeah. Okay. I, well, I, was, I mean, right, but I appreciate like leaning. Thank you, Don. This answer, Brian. <laughs> I, I appreciate leaning into the like the young, the youngness of him, though, because although he sees this woman on the street and that's the yep. love of his life later, remember he and Cyborg have a conversation about Wonder Woman when they're digging Superman up. Yeah, and right. he says, Do you think she'd ever go for a younger guy? And Cyborg, <laughs> using this dry humor, is like, Man, she's 5,000 years old. Yeah. Everybody's younger. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I thought that was such an interesting moment and played into what we know Barry Allen to be yeah. of being this yeah. kind of like, tongue-in-cheek kind of cheeky sort of kid like yeah. kid yeah. who's subject to those kind of questions and in those moments making, and, and yeah and instead of making him a moron like and like Easy. uh gee shucks how do my legs work yeah. like you've actually made him into a fully fledged character uh the other thing that we can talk about here credit to maggie she noticed this before i did she noticed that there's no pep talk from batman when they go to the sewer there's no pep talk to flash flash is like i've never been in a fight before like it was unnecessary none of that is in there and he's he's like save one you know right just Um, save one stupid ass save one um save one and then what 
right like that and then do what joss in any case that doesn't happen and it's better for it and yeah. i think absolutely yeah i just don't know what i'm just so confused like it really does feel like a dumbing down of the entire movie mm-hmm. for wb and joss whedon making this when you had like this epic thing that we got it's just yeah. unreal to me mm-hmm. josh you're a piece of shit i'll just say it right <laughs> <laughs> because like it's it's so hard for me and I'm with Brian like you re to redo a scene and ask Gal Gadot and Ezra Miller yes. to let him fall on your chest yep. and be yep. hot and steamy and be this goofy kid and it doesn't make any sense and the most sexual tension slash yeah. um involvement that we really got out of this this cut we got was Batman and Diana touching hands accidentally. You're gonna say that, yeah. That was the most that we got out of it, but it did hint at this idea of, oh yes, I'm familiar with Wonder Woman and Batman being, you know, familiar with each other. And how would that not happen when they're spending all this time together Mm -hmm. trying to get this thing done? And Alfred, god damn it, Jeremy Irons, (laughs) one of the best fucking Alfreds. Yeah, like this Batman and, and Alfred combination. Zach really did his thing with the fucking casting across yeah. the yeah. damn board. Like yeah. across Jeremy the board. Amazing. Yeah. Jesus. Like yeah. what? And also think, remember go ahead. when he falls in the theatrical cut, she is face down and he falls crotch to butt on top of her. Oh wait, does he? Does I, thought yes. was in, I thought it was in his chest. I thought it was the no, other way. It's not. It's it's oh, absolutely man. her butt. It's oh. absolutely it's Jesus it's worse. God, it's worse than a ch- it's man. it's worse than a chest. It's God. she's face down and has to it, roll over. I remember I, it. I remember it. You're fucking it was gross. Man. And I, I feel like this not to like I'm gonna try to make this soapbox short. I also feel like this is one of those things where like you see something, you gotta say something. Like because like there's no way people were doing this and we're like, this is fine. <laughs> Like, like mm-hmm. I don't know, and yep. maybe the, the maybe butt. Gal Gadot didn't feel comfortable. Maybe Ezra Miller was like, okay, like this is already getting weird anyway. Oh, that wasn't I, Gal Gadot. Sorry, that was a stunt double because Gal refused to shoot good. it. Is that true? Is that <gasps> gas? You mean Gal she Gadot didn't want to be hypersexualized as she was playing Wonder Woman? Get the she, fuck out of here! Go. No good follow. Up, I guess. <laughs> she refused to shoot that scene, so Josh Whedon bought in a body double. That's wild. That, and I mean, you, you're nasty. You're nasty. <laughs> well, and on top of it, you have two WB babysitters, and like, yeah, this is fine. Like, what? Like, in what, what world are you, you are you living that you think this is okay, and you're getting paid to literally like just babysit this movie? Like, what? I and just... Gal has kids. This is somebody's mother. Yeah, three right now. She <laughs> had point. two at the time. Your point is. Yeah. I, I, so, in any case, I just want to put that out there. Like, if you see something, say something. In any case, um, for sure, just to, that's trying great. to get us like back. WB on track needs here. to revisit its bystander intervention training. <laughs> Lordy, yeah. Like, hit us up. Do, I, I, the three of us, we can could help. block. We can knock this we shit out. Shit. I guarantee it. Um, in any case, I think that the, we're going to casting. Jason Momoa, like all the casting yeah. Zack Snyder has mm-hmm. done, I feel like has been pretty spot on. And there's other stuff that he's done that we're like, huh? But his casting stellar there's no way you can argue with any of it and i feel like the snyder cut puts that on full display oh yeah. absolutely and i think yeah i i have nothing else but doug, so, i want to what that. do you think of this movie doug because i feel like i've been overbearing the conversation <laughs> a little bit what's up everybody we need to take a moment to talk about this week's sponsor have you heard about anchor you haven't let me tell you it is the easiest way to record a podcast 
What makes it so easy? Well, first off, it's free. So right out of the gate, that's a plus. Second, it's got great tools to make creation and editing from your phone or computer super, super smooth and super, super fun. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And finally, it's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you want to make the jump and start your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, back to our show. I want to hear what you think. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, I like it. So let's start there. Good. I really, really like this movie. It was a lot of fun. I appreciate all of the changes. I think it's a better movie start to finish. It's enjoyable. There are a couple of things that annoyed me in a four-hour movie. What is that? Let's get okay. to that. Let's start getting to that. And I and I take this, the use of slow motion in scenes that did not involve the flash. Okay. You're, you're using slow motion to make a point of like, time is different and he's running through it. Did I need slow motion Lois Lane walking in the rain with dramatic music behind it? <laughs> I did yes. not. She I did not. Thing, I get it. I get it. But I know that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I get it, but I, I know that. So for me, I got really exasperated. And I remember I said out loud, I was like, fucking slow motion. Like, I said it out loud. I was <laughs> I, like, fucking like, slow motion. You either loved it or hated it. I don't yeah. feel like there's a middle there. It yeah. doesn't ruin the movie, but it did. I remember taking stock of, like, this is the first thing I didn't like about this. Was Did the you feel the same in Watchmen? Is it because this movie is four hours long, or is it because it's the slow motion in general. Is it slow motion in a four hour movie that makes it feel even longer or is it just That's a good question? You know, cause in Watchmen, the same amount of slow motion. I think it's the that fact is. that it's four hours. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? Like That's I think fair. I knowing That's the runtime and I'm like, okay, so we're taking a two minute scene and making it a six minute scene. That shit adds up. That's like saving a penny over a year. Like you have a shitload of pennies <laughs> yeah. at the end. Um, so like for me, that was the first part that I was like, I didn't like it, but I, I mean, I really loved, I really loved the, 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 like any time that you saw the results of what happens if they fail, yeah, like sure. when they're yeah. in the, um, the rebirth chamber, that's probably not what it's called, but when they're, they're in the ship, when the Kryptonian ship sure. and suddenly <laughs> cyborgs like, no, we can't do this. And yeah. he's running through that, seeing yeah. everybody like dead and destroyed. That part where Superman is holding a burnt to the crisp Lois Lane. And I was like, hold on. Fuck. Not just Lois Ooh. Lane, but the baby. Let me tell you all something about the, oh, night, the nightmare no. timeline. The vision that Cyborg has is related to the nightmare timeline at the end of the movie. Okay. Oh, sure. What happens is, and it's kind of like if you've ever played the video game Injustice, Joker kills Lois and yes. Um, yes. the baby, and come to come to come to find out that Lois was pregnant, um, and that's what makes Superman turn and become this kind of this dictator, not kind of dictator. He's like actually a straight ass. up dictator. He's oh, a straight yeah. up dictator. But that low that Superman that's in that film and the nightmare that in that vision and the nightmare timeline is the same Superman. Superman loses the son their son, who I'll, I'll tell you about that at the end, yep. their son and Lois, which is how Darkseid is able to then turn Superman. Sorry, I just want to throw that. No, that's no, great. no, no. I think that's important because it's not spelled out. No, it's not. It's not. But you no. hear Bruce at the end say, congratulations, by the way. These are, yep. I think this movie, what it did was it split into two oh, separate shit. timelines. Yes, yes. Yep. 
So I just thought that was, that was because they were getting married. No, no I didn't realize Lois that. Opened the, she opened the drawer and saw her press pass and a pregnancy test and runs to the Marcus bathroom. Marcus has it. Oh so my then when she runs God. to the bathroom, she finds out that she's pregnant because then he says, congratulations, by the way. I gotta watch this fucking movie again. The movie then <laughs> splits itself in the two different timelines. The one that Cyborg sees, which is why you see the death of Aquaman and Wonder Woman, but you don't see the death of Batman and uh, the Flash in Cyborg's vision. The nightmare timeline only exists with Flash, Cyborg, and um, the other, and Mera, and yep. the other heroes and the Joker. Oh, That's a continuation too, of yeah. what if happened if the Flash did not save everybody. So you're getting two different endings in this movie. Oh yep. man, that yep. I gotta watch this movie again. Um, yeah, that's really hours. cool. I didn't know about that at all. That's really really cool. Um, the yeah. other thing that I loved about this movie is the brutality of it. Yes, like the yeah. part where where yeah, Steppenwolf. Man. First off, those um Atlanteans are dragged from oh the gosh. sea onto land. Which remember, yeah. they're not able to breathe, so they're literally suffocating. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he pushes them against a rock, and that dude's brains are sitting on oh that sea gosh. rock. I was like, oh shit! Like this was all of that top to bottom was really really. And then good. treats his brain like a fucking uh like oh. a movie. Oh Holy yeah, yeah oh, that oh, was just incredible um but all of that like all of that type of stuff that that attention to detail that you get from someone like Zack snyder i really 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 liked um so overall i love this movie there are a couple parts of this that i just like i said the slow motion was one thing um (laughs) that i didn't care for um i also have a lot of questions about Superman is a character. All right, let's um, get to it. That's a different, come on, that's a come different, on, come that's on, that's a different come podcast. On. No, come on, come on. Let's well, get to it. Let's talk about it. Okay, okay. If you're okay I, with it, Brian, Brian, are you okay? No, with it? I, I, I want to see where this goes. Okay, okay, because I would love for you to mediate this conversation because I feel I, like I'm, I, well, I'm going to be too biased. All right, okay. Here, here's, here's where I'm at. <clears throat> I appreciate that you're. It just felt like for for someone who died and then was brought back, for me, with Superman, it's always been he is one bad day away from being a fucking liability. Sure. And that's my issue with him is I for someone with that untapped potential who's literally standing on the edge of a cliff because the only thing the only thing that ties him to humanity is Lois Lane. Uh, that to me is a problem across the board and it, it to this movie's credit where batman goes no no this is something darker like that right that comment on it was like yeah that's exactly how i feel of like he's a moment away from being pushed off and then we as humanity who have no way to fight back against for the complete lack of a better word a god who just decides then to stop being merciless start being merciful for me i'm like i don't know like that that bugs me and then i i mean that that's where i'm at that's where i'm at with superman so marcus one how do you feel about that and then two (laughs) how do you feel about superman then as a character thank you brian uh and thank you for your for your initial comment um here's where i am with it that is the beauty of superman right it's okay. This, so, and I think 
a lot of times we make a reference to Doug being the Tony Stark of the Sokovia Accords. And this is what this is already again, right? It's Doug saying, sign these papers so that we can control you if shit goes bad, right? Because you're saying, you're, if this movie literally Batman, you're, you're talking about Batman saying this is something darker. I'm talking about Batman hopping in the back of the, of the plane before he leaves and telling Alfred, I'm having faith. This is a man who's been broken, who's yeah. lost his family, who's just human and saying, I made the mistake of killing the thing that I thought was going to turn. Because if I didn't kill this person in the first place, mm -hmm. we wouldn't be having to bring them back, waking mother boxes up, introducing dark side to the, to the anti-life equation. Humans fucked up because we categorize something as dangerous and put them in that box. You had somebody who was raised here in Kansas, this character as a base, whose father and mother raised them to never put the pressure on them to become Superman, but just to be a good human being. And in being a good human being, could not stand idly by and just watch things happen. Superman is a character of control. That's why I sent you that link of the Justice League. When Justice League, That's, when he was That was, was a good link too. He said, every day I have to hold back because I could snap this city in half like a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. he's, wa he's walking, he has to walk light. And the one time he got to let loose was in that animation versus Dark Side. And he said, and now I get a chance to cut loose. Imagine being that powerful and having the burden of being that powerful. And then somebody saying to you, you're just one day, one bad day. We're all one bad day from just doing some fucked up shit. All of us. True. I could stub my toe right now and be like, you know what? I'm fed up with all this shit. Like that was the tipping point. So it's unfair that somebody has powers and you give them more, you give them less of a leash to have a bad day. That Superman is a, is a character of how fragile the world is. Not to mention he's not real. <laughs> So there's the other thing. Well, well we fuck to, with that. I can't argue with whether well, or we, not he's no, real. But I say that because I say that because he's these characters that we get are reflections of humans. That's right. right. We get Superman because there is somebody who wanted to be Superman. Mm -hmm. That's At true. some point, these characters that we get are this. And then we say, well, he's just too powerful. He's a he's a, from an alien planet and he gets his strength from the sun. And guess who's closest to the sun? Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and you expect him to just be that. So that is my rebuttal for, I mean, that's for that a, statement. That's a fair well, point. I mean, I think, I think it's really, and this is just- And please, my, and please, if you disagree, just disagree. We can <laughs> like, 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 come on, like, let's, let's get to it. We are, we are fantastic friends. So I am not worried about okay, offending great. you if yes. I disagree. Oh, yes. And I, I, the only area in which I disagree is this idea of like, it's really, I'm supposed to feel bad with somebody who has all the cards in his deck. Like, it's, oh, it's, uh, you, here's what I mean. That's like saying like, oh man, this guy who was, I'm going to take it and actually not look at it as a superhero, but I'm going to define it in the way in which of like, I'm supposed to feel bad for the guy who like, he has every, he has the world at his fingertips. He has all this opportunity and he has all of this, like he has everything going for him. You know, he has all of this power, whether that's um, societal, whether that's cultural, whether that's everything that he has, he has all of that for him. And then one thing makes him have a bad day. What about the, and 
this is a bad example because you're what you're going to say is, well, Batman's rich. He has all that power. So that's, <laughs> I'm trying to take away that argument. But what I'm saying is for someone who actively understands how dark the world is and choose chooses, makes a choice every day. That's why I think Batman and Superman are everybody says that they're they're opposite sides of the coin. I think they are essentially similar characters because they're both making a choice. It would be really easy for Batman to say, this world is dark and I need to do anything in my power to remove it. And he's making that choice to kind of hold back in the same way that Superman makes a choice to hold back. Their motivations for holding, holding back are different. Here's my They're rebuttal. making the same choice. Okay, Brian, sorry, go ahead. I think what's interesting about this conversation, I'm going to tie in some elements here is one that it's this idea, right? That we're looking. And I think Zack Snyder does this really well. We're looking yes. at all these heroes from their perspective mm -hmm. as mythic mm -hmm. beings yes. and how they control their power. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas the com compare contrast is Marvel, right? Where it's like an action comedy and these people yeah. are, tr we're trying to relate to them. Right. Like Tony yeah. Stark is a boss we've probably had at some point in our life. Steve mm -hmm. Rogers is somebody that has helped our neighborhood at one point in time. Right, 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 right. To my point <laughs> is that I enjoy that Zack Snyder takes a different approach to this. I'm sure. like, no, these are mythic beings and like they're not super pumped. <laughs> not all of them are about super jazzed about their position. Yes. And yeah. Marcus, I want to let you you go here. I just want to try to synthesize this here for what y'all are talking point, about. Though. And I think that that's that is the crux of part of this movie is like how are you handling all that power and dealing with it um and so marcus let me let me throw it back over to you and i, I mean obviously you probably want to respond that's a great point brian stuff that's a great point brian no that was a great point brian and it goes back to what i said in the beginning of these marvel and dc are two different characters and they're told in two different ways sure zach was trying to tell you the story of god's trying to be human yeah, that's a really good point. The opposite story. And so your 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 idea is what I think the idea of a lot of audience members about Superman is and partially the reason why WB can't get Superman correct is because you try to overhumanize him and try to make that's it seem like he's not the he he is not he doesn't have the world at his hands and he's not as powerful. He's just like you and me. When the answer is no, he's not. And then it's because you're saying why that's should I feel point. bad about this person? But why should you? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're asking, why should I feel bad? But why shouldn't you? You can still show compassion to somebody who has had That's a very all the stuff point. at their fingertips. Even if I'm the powerless, I can still look to that person and be like, they are. They could be one day from, but it's not me to count how, it's not me for, as my mom would say, to count their pockets on how much that they have. I can't That's count their fair. pockets and be like, you don't deserve my compassion or That's you don't fair. deserve my love right. because you already have everything at your fingertips That's and you're fair. already God almighty. That is how you get Lex Luthor. Then I have, and then I unfortunately am revealing that I probably think of this more like Lex Luthor than anybody else. Which is exactly why Lex is Lex because he views him like, you really think you're better than me. When, when Superman never made that statement he just was superman and in life there's a lot of people that look at us like oh you think you're better than me and doug we have a lot of conversations like this you think you're better than me when i've never said a goddamn thing please subscribe to the patreon please for the moment that doug realizes he's being compared to lex luther i don't know how else to say this please do it if you if, if... 
<laughs> I mean, I'm going to jump in here really, really quick. Yeah, please, uh, please. I think I, I think one of the things God here is it. that Zack Snyder <laughs> has also painted this beautiful picture, right, with Batman versus Superman Ultimate Cut, if you haven't checked that out. Yes. It's also this, like, he's trying to take a grim, dark approach, if I'm going to be exaggerating here. Um, God damn the- it. <laughs> He does. Zack Snyder takes a grim, dark approach. And Doug, I don't think you're totally in the wrong for thinking like this. (laughs) The entire vision of Superman that Zack Snyder puts forth, like even from Man of Steel, is not one we're very familiar with. Right. right? No. And you see what he's capable of with Zod, which gives you that questioning, which gives you that I don't know about this guy. And you have a guy like Batman who's like, no, I do know about this guy. And I'm going to do everything (laughs) I can in my power to stop it. Yes. And he takes it from what if you assumed the worst in people like that is kind of the specter Mm -hmm. Zack Snyder takes. I get that it's not for everybody. But to me as a comic book fan, as someone that has enjoyed Marvel movies, it's kind of refreshing to kind of take this approach and be challenged of like, oh, yeah, Superman is like this end all be all. How would I feel if I just saw him take out like half of Chicago down the street? Like, but oh, don't worry, we saved the city. And I think it's wrestling with those ideas is the point, maybe not necessarily coming to an answer. And no. I, I think, I think justice league puts forth an answer. I mm. maybe it was not satisfying for Doug um, or I, I don't know. I but don't know. Have, but there's hey. also, there's the, and there's the, there's also the burden on Batman post this, right? Because I'm imagining the story continues. Batman is the one that has the contingency plan. Right. Because moving forward, Bat- Batman is burdened with the responsibility of what I imagine. I killed you once, but I do have to keep something on hand for these visions that I'm having of you turning. I mm. have to keep kryptonite on hand in case you do turn for those dark days. Yeah. So, Doug, do, I know you were talking about the movie. Can we transition, though, to one of the bigger reveals of the Snyder Cut? Can we talk about the equation? Is this a good point for that? Yes. Let me just, let's just, I want to put, put a nice neat Go ahead. bow on this. Go ahead. Yeah. Look, everybody, <laughs> growth, growth is important, okay? And sometimes you you real th- realize things about yourself. This is yourself. very quick character development within the podcast. <laughs> you, you realize things about yourself. Like, oh, you expect the worst in people and suddenly you feel attacked. And that's 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 what happened to me. I you know, y'all, you're absolutely here's what I'm going to say. All joking aside is you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Plain and simple. And, and the thing is, is I think that the way that I've always speaking about myself, like if I were to put myself in Batman shoes, you're absolutely right. I would assume that someone who is going to have all that power someone with absolute power will abuse it absolutely that's that's, fair. that's the way that i that's look at it fair. and I, that's and what that's, we're taught and that's and you're right and that's what we're yeah. taught and i think yeah. that that is then what makes that statement from batman so much more important of i have faith and i think that that's the part that i think is all for us important to remember of like you can't walk around the world assuming everybody's going to do the worst to you. Otherwise you end up becoming the darkness that you see in everybody else. And it's important to take things and, and have that sort of like, you have to see the good in other people and you have to trust them and assume that people are going to do the right thing. And, and uh, yeah, I would like to go on record. That was fire though. That was a great conversation. That's that I am not Lex Luthor. Um, And given the choice, to be Lex Luthor, I would not. My baldness <laughs> does not help. Um, but that is a 
hereditary issue not a villain issue this oh man <laughs> wow this, this has been a lot Woo! i i yeah uh, we Doug, gotta get to the bad, we get to the bad moment but brian the anti-life equation please take Hi, us everybody. away on the anti-life equation right, brian, are you ready this for the me hard right everybody this is the part where me and you start fighting so okay let's get good it. glad we got okay glad i got to go first Here's my thing. I'm not I, I'm not going to fight you because here's the thing. I love Green Lantern. So I was introduced to the life equation, then Ooh, anti-life. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Um, during like, oh my gosh, I, I read a lot of Green Lantern. Let's just oh, leave yeah. it there. And so I was familiar with it. I and and so let me back up to the movie. So basically halfway through this movie, not only do we have the three mother boxes and the dome, <laughs> like, like all these other things going on. Not even, we haven't even got to Silas yet. I found and, another one. <laughs> and, 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 you know, dark side's like, wait, did you, did you mention the anti-life equation? Yeah. So it's like Hold this up, movie adds a whole other MacGuffin onto yeah. it. Which for my wife, uh, I love her. It was too much for her, I think is the best way to say it. And she, like, she enjoys comics as much as me. And she's like, what, what is this? I'm a, I do what I do what the anti-life equation. Like this is where we took our intermission um, because she just, she needed a moment. She's fine. She was laughing about it. She's like, what the, the anti-life equation, what does that even mean? And so I'm here like, oh, it's actually this thing. And uh, uh, like, I paused it and I did the well, actually, I'm not proud of this. Uh, I'm man's, not proud of this. playing the anti-wife life I equation. tried so hard and halfway through it, halfway through it, I was like, I should have just told her to Google it. What did I do? So to any people listening to this, if you ever come across that question, just just say, you know what? I could explain it, but poorly. You should just Google it and we can talk about it. That's, Let, actually, that's learn. I can explain it live right that's, now. That's where, the, that's where the, the sound goes when keeping it real goes wrong. Pretty and much. Brian, free, and Brian freezes yes. and goes like, uh-oh. Also, Brian's Twitter thread. Just follow Brian and oh, just it's follow amazing. his Twitter thread. It was so, so good. Nice. Fantastic. When William but, Defoe showed up, I lost my shit. Yo, William Defoe looked like he was some type of demon from the depths <laughs> of hell. I said, oh my God. You yeah. can tell like when they were doing the original shooting, like Willem Dafoe's like, I'm gonna do what? I, okay, get the wig on. Let's go. I, I don't know. He like he didn't he, he, they were concurrently filming Aquaman, I think. So mm -hmm. he was probably just super lost. Yeah. Yeah. So here's for the, for the anti life equation. Explain. The anti life equation is a, is indeed a mathematical formula um, that proves mm -hmm. the futility of existence, free will, all that good stuff. Um, in the wrong hands, the formula is a terrible weapon with the power to brainwash and enslave entire worlds, which is exactly what Darkseid wants. Now, um, how Darkseid comes across the anti life equation is told in very different ways. In this particular story, it was Steppenwolf ran across it, and the mother box, mm -hmm. well, the mother box showed Steppenwolf as he, as Ryan tweeted, touched the mother box in a very <laughs> weird kind of way. It made me but, very uncomfortable. Yeah, it was very intimate. It was, I don't know what that was, but I get what the purpose was. So he then is then shown the anti-life equation, which is also important on why Wonder Woman cut off Steppenwolf's head because that knowledge then died with Steppenwolf. That's actually a very good point. Yeah, yeah so good I just want to connect those two dots no. together.
that makes sense. That Would is you? actually that totally destroys my. She's too brutal. Uh, we... No, she's actually no. She needed to do that. She absolutely yeah. needed to do that. Would uh, you like to hear one rendition of the anti-life equation from oh, yeah. 2005's Seven Soldiers, Mr. Miracle miniseries, written oh, by Grant Ooh, Morrison? Um, gain control of the anti dark side. Gain control of the anti-life equation, which is stylized in this narration. Stay with me now. Okay. Loneliness plus alienation plus fear plus despair plus mm. self-worth divided by mockery divided by condemnation divided mm. by misunderstanding times guilt times shame times failure times judgment equals n <laughs> judgment n equals y where y equals hope and n equals folly love equals lives life equals death and self equals dark side I can tell this was written by Grant Moore. Oh, yeah, that was for, for all y'all who are like, what the fuck algebra is this? Like, good luck doing the goddamn order of good luck, Pam Dawson, that motherfucker. Like, you're never going to figure that I shit love, out at all. I love comics. And this is absurd. And I yes, love it even yeah, more. Yes. Yeah. And this is how you get the DC deceased run is because oh, this is yeah. this is what happens if the dark so it's it's what essentially happens if the anti-life equation and death met each other yeah. and that's how you get the zombies oh, it's like a more yeah. dramatic oh. turn but this is how you get the D dc dc series yeah oh i sure. did not realize that and now i want to go read it oh yeah you gotta okay. the beginning of it explains how he catches literal death and makes death his he tries to make death his 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 bitch essentially doctor wow. what dark side does <laughs> well, and it backfires on him and then yep. he, spoiler alert the cure is in cyborg <laughs> in the end of it at, at the end of it all and that's how you lose all the heroes and stuff like that yeah really good it's really good if done right but i understand how introducing it in the middle of a four-hour film throws you the fuck off i oh, mean yeah. at the same time though like if you're snyder and you have you have full reign over this and they're just like yeah do your thing Heck yeah, I'm putting in everything. Like, yeah, why not? Yeah. Here's an if extra I don't think I'm lantern. getting a sequel to, if I'm not getting a sequel, yeah, I'm gonna, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. putting everything in this uh, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, like I get it. Like, and I get that it's gonna be too much for some folks, but mm -hmm. for me, I was like, oh, I, you have, I am listening. Oh, it's on Earth. Like that adds a total, like a whole other set of yeah. stakes. I totally dig it, and I feel like it fits into this operatic vision. Mm -hmm. Like, you, if you're watching Justice League, you're sitting in for it, and you're and you're here for all of that like because it, it was introduced i think at like two hour 30 two hour like, five like if you've made it to that point then yeah. you're gonna dig it if you haven't you don't need to worry about it yeah. that's kind of how i felt about it in the moment at least um so, go ahead marcus so, so i want to hear the bad i want to okay. hear what you did not like or the nitpicky things or the chanting so there, there are the some fuck? things that and the, the, the chanting the chanting the, what the fuck that was that about they started <laughs> chanting and i literally i was like what is happening? Like you're not gonna translate. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are we talking about the when Aquaman the leaves? Yes, when Aquaman leaves. Okay. Yes. Like I, they're over <laughs> there. His jacket and, and then, then she singing. smells his jacket. It was just I. I literally was like, yeah. I don't know what this is, but it's silly. Like I like my knee jerk was like, you're not even gonna give me any type of like translation. Batman's not gonna lean over to one of them and be like. What are they saying? <laughs> like, you're not gonna do any of it. You're just gonna be like, okay, I guess this is just this is just what we do now. This is I just mean, it. At that point, though, Doug, did you realize you're gonna be watching a very different movie? Uh, that was like there were several signs. That was the like, <laughs> oh yeah, this is different. Like, oh, this is 
Like, oh, oh yeah. okay, that's what time oh, it is. Oh, yep, right. this is different. Yep, but again, I think to Marcus's point of like, these are gods. Yep. Only gods would be chanted by goofy, like, Icelandic. Icelandic, like, yeah, folks. Yeah. But yeah, here's no. why this made sense to me, right? It's it was the it's the imagery of it all. Sure. Arthur is literally running away from being a king. If you chanted to him while on Earth, imagine the people on Earth begging him to be a king or praising him like a king, like he the people like in that. Atlantis do. It's not something that he would want. Mm-mm. So I think that's what yeah. I equated that scene to be. Now it was extended for a long amount of time, and I didn't know what the fuck they were saying. It's <laughs> the hair longer than it needed. Yeah, it, to. Was a, it was long. I, I, I didn't. I, okay. I didn't mind the chanting. Like oh, okay. I, like I thought it was fine. Um, the smelling of the shirt. I was like, oh, she's going to smell the shirt. Isn't she? She's totally gonna do it. It's going to be weird. Like I just, I also prepared myself for this to just be like it, like this entire movie is an exercise in self-indulgence and like wish fulfillment. <laughs> and that is not a bad thing. That's no, true. Like, That's not true. at all. That's very it's, true. Like anybody, you go ask most people like, Hey, we're going to give you 70 million. Go fulfill all of your wishes. It doesn't matter how weird they are, how self-indulgent they are. Just go do it. And people want you to do it. This is what you get. And I'm kind of, I kind of respect it. Like, even if I didn't vibe with it all, it's like, okay, like, dude, we asked for this, I guess. Like, there would be some some musical component. (laughs) If somebody gives me $70 million and says, go make your dreams come true, (laughs) there's going to be a musical component. Yeah, but here's what I'll say. Not exactly sure where, but it's going to be. It was everywhere, though, Doug. Every superhero had their own theme song. Yeah. And it was the lyrics were very specific yeah. to the scene that they were in and the hero. <laughs> like Aquaman one. walking down drinking yep. whiskey to that song about kingdom. Oh man. Kingdom. And Flash like, oh, you're so beautiful. <laughs> and I'm gonna whisk that hair. And like, I'm like, okay, is this? And meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, Wonder Woman's opening a can of beans and it's like that still hits i don't care who you are no, i don't care where you tough. live that, that wonder was, woman music yeah. kicks in it doesn't matter what you're doing it's like i'm gonna i'm gonna do this day like hans zimmer you you are fucking crushed it man mythic i don't even like untouchable superman's theme song too is also very good anytime i hear that low rumbling that's my one of my favorite theme songs when that came in man of steel that was brilliant and when they one of the moments that I was like, this is fucking brilliant was when he's walking through the ship and both dads are talking to him oh, and that yes, theme that song hit. is in the background. Jeez, that's fucking gosh, slap. That was right awesome. Jesus, that was really yeah. good. I, yeah, I, I think I think for me, I'm paging through my tweets. Uh, if you're on Patreon, <laughs> that's why I'm looking across over here. I'm looking at my tweets. That's how I did my notes. Sign up for the uh, Patreon to see Brian read his tweets. Yeah. <laughs> it's the good stuff here. That's $20 I, content I right there. That's $20 content right there. It's I mean this is the premium content. And for those of you that uh, that have audio, I know this reads very well. I think yes. um I don't know. I I think for me just some of the stuff that didn't the, the some of the stuff that just didn't hit for me um was I don't know the best way to say this. I think towards the end, I think it's it's mostly in the epilogue. It just, it became very apparent to me. It was like, we don't know where to put this stuff. So we're just going to put it here. Right here. And I'm talking about Martian Manhunter. I know we'll talk oh, about epilogue. Yes. Um, yeah. Like yeah. legit Martian Manhunter is in this movie. Uh, also, there's a reveal here, like technically, like mm-hmm. Lennox, who's the military official it's from the first cool. Superman, yeah. uh, Man of yeah. Steel. 
he is Martian Manhunter the whole time. They kind of just are like, boop, here he is. After Wait, we you find didn't know out. that, Brian? I did not. <clears throat> I, I think I, it's, it's funny you say that because for those of us that are asking, like, release the Snyder Cut, he right. told us that already. Okay, I'm I glad you brought that up. kind of filmed from a perspective of those that have been asking for this know all the little goodies that are in this movie. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and I that's kind of like in the middle of the movie, like especially after this like deep heartfelt moment between Lois Lane and Martha Kent, and then <laughs> she strolls right out and shuts the door, and you're like, "Who the fuck is this?" Like in the middle of an apartment complex. Oh, yeah. I was like, "Wait a minute, buddy. You should have waited until you in got a, outside." In a crowded cityscape, no one saw that. Okay. <laughs> but again, this is like gratuitous on purpose. So like, how can I call it bad when yeah. it's like I I I know what I'm watching. In any case, I I'll go focus on something else. The other thing I'll talk about here is the Atlantean stuff. I don't know. It just felt off to me. I yeah. The, the, the design decision to have these like oxygen bubbles for them in their conversations. It doesn't vibe with me. I can't and talk underwater, Brian. I don't know. Like maybe it's because we saw Aquaman and how well they could do it yeah. without doing it. But clearly Zack Snyder is like, no, if they're talking, there is an oxygen bubble. Those are the rules. You have to follow the rules. That's true. And it's fine. It didn't vibe with me, but I, it, can I also say I prefer Mara's hair in this one? You Mara's 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 hair in Aquaman needs to be ripped off her head and thrown away I'm because not, it was awful. I do not mind it. I know we've talked it's about this before. Just it just looks wet. It just never dries. The it's wet always does. wet. The wet people actually look wet in this movie, though. <laughs> that's so, like, that is true. Like that's a credit <laughs> to whoever is watching. Welcome to films in black and white, where we're gonna <laughs> give you our analysis. Do these people look wet? Yes. Welcome to Welcome to Moisture Alert with films in black and white. Sign up for that bonus content and we'll let you know how wet it is. You know what I mean? Like that's the that's the vibe we're on. But <clears throat> Amber I heard if like... you're listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, Lordy. All right. Oh, oh I, yeah. moving on. Moving right along. Also, yeah, okay, yeah, let's just move Amber on. Heard, if you are listening, please come on the podcast. We need to talk oh, about that. I don't wait, I would I love to have you on the podcast. I, 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 I just, don't know if I want Amber Heard on this podcast. That's fine. We can talk Why? about that later. She In any case, a great guest. Another thing here is that I don't understand like what happened with the accent because she had like the soft British accent, British. and then after that, she didn't. <laughs> she I don't like, know. Went away. I, I don't know. Like maybe that's a casualty of like reshoots. Like maybe they couldn't reshoot it, or Whedon didn't care, or Snyder brand. didn't care. I don't know. It 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 didn't take they me out. I was, I, waters, I, but it was okay. just it was strange to me. That's the honestly, that's the only thing. We'll talk about the epilogue. I'll just leave it for there. I want you to launch into the epilogue because I'm gonna right. be. I, I'm yeah. gonna give you a yeah, hot take. I didn't need it. That nightmare <sighs> scene where we have to listen to the Joker and him have a conversation in the middle, in the middle of the desert. I did not need it. Don't do this, Brian. Don't do this. Do it, Brian. Don't do, this. do it. Okay. No, no, no. I, we it. can do this in a balanced way. And again, I think it goes back <laughs> oh, to- Oh, there no, no, he goes. Trying it to, goes back to straddle like, the fence. No, it goes back to Zack Snyder being like, I'm not going to come to this again. This yeah. is never going to happen. Yeah, so fair. yeah, I'm going to make my Batman and Joker have a conversation because I can. That's fair. Does it yeah. work? I don't know. I can't it tell does. you. Honestly, I would need to watch it again because it is- I, like you have you have used all of my attention like the finale by yeah, the way we haven't yeah, talked about point. it I'd agree the with finale that. is so much better 
like yes. top to oh, bottom yeah. yeah a better finale there's no weird russian family you understand why they're at not chernobyl you understand why batman does what he <laughs> not does chernobyl. Not chernobyl. Um, like it, i mean it's they call it chernobyl without calling it chernobyl in any case i guess it's just like to me it didn't land because i just didn't have the attention for it but i knew it was important and i guess mm. i don't know it let me let me adjust my statement go ahead it it's fine if that's where you want to put it there I don't know about the two of you. I found it incredibly hard to hear. Oh, really? I hmm. don't know if it was my sound bar. I don't know if it was like where I was the time of night I was listening to because it was pretty late. So I was listening to it a little bit volume down a little just sure. to respect everybody in the house. I had a very hard time hearing Leto's Joker. So hmm. he was making these. St- I could hear Affleck fine. I could not hear Jared Leto and what he said. Watch with subtitles. No, I don't. You should go back and watch that scene. I've read. I mean, it's been posted. The conversation's been posted online, and I've read it. And I'm like, oh shit, that makes a lot more sense because yeah. it's referencing um, what happened to Lois, and then it's referencing yep. um, you sent a boy wandering to do a man's oh, job, and it sent like uh, all wait, of that. Wait, like, wait, wait! Don't rush past that line. Okay, you go. Let Leto yeah. freestyle that line. I just want to say Did that he really he freestyled that line. <laughs> to I mean, be told, you sent a boy wonder. He said, we can rip this card in half and we can have the discussion on why you sent a boy wonder to do a man's job. Yeah. Fuck. And also making the statement of like, I don't know what timeline you don't just decide to die. Like that was like pretty incredible. Those were, but I heard boy wonder Lois and that line. And that's like all I heard. And so I found it very hard to be like, what is this about? Yeah, I, I guess for me, I enjoyed it because I love alternate realities. It related back to Batman versus Superman. Again, it was gratuitous. Again, we asked for this. I guess for <laughs> me, what it touches on is like, I guess for me, like if this would have gone a different way, if WB actually like trusted Snyder's vision, for lack of a better mm-hmm. term, I think we movie. could be at least steering it into like an injustice type arc oh i love that like you have the og justice league and they are they're happy to do the things we know them to do but we make we make the focus on like this nightmare version knowing like this is how we're gonna play with these characters but yeah they're all as you know them they're just in a different timeline and they have to go square it essentially Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i feel like there's a possibility for that uh if you haven't read injustice go check it out it is a great comic series play the game the game or play the game either one um and i feel like there, there's a glimpse of that i would love that i would i would enjoy all of it uh i just know there's a very vocal contingent that would be like you're gonna have bat batman's talking about killing the joker i'll be honest <laughs> i when he said effing no, i'm gonna kill fucking you, kill you I, and I, trust me i will fucking I'm gonna kill fucking you. kill you i i kind of i just started laughing because I, I was like i've never i i can't recall a batman that has ever ever done that like i think killing joke is like the closest i've ever got closest. to seeing that but, but that's to what see it laid bare was just bizarre fever dreamish i'm not saying it's good or bad it was just no. it took me back but yeah. Sne- but snyder had already talked about what his two and three were going to look like and so yep. i'm going to kind of get to that i think that's, that's a good place to get to that. and so and i and i think he said that the movie was going to follow basically these Justice League movies ending with Batman sacrificing himself, which yep. is why Joker made that line. In what timeline do you just sacrifice yourself? Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. he then makes that he makes that line. Lois is pregnant. Guess what they named the child? Superman and Lois named the child. 
His uh-huh. name is Bruce Kent. Uh-huh. Bruce Kent then becomes the new Batman after Batman dies and sacrifices himself oh, to revamp the timeline. Flash is in that suit because if you remember, he had a fl- he had a vision in Batman versus Superman yeah. right. that he was on the cosmic treadmill. They had one chance to go back and warn Bruce that Lois was the key. So mm. when they do that, Flash misses and goes, he goes um, too far back and gives Bruce that vision. That's why he mentions it to Diana that I have this vision of Barry Allen telling me Lois is the key, which mm. means that there is, a t- there is a point where the timeline switches. They were going to go with introducing the um, Injustice League, Brian, actually. And he were talks they, about really? how it was going to be, I think you have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure. He, yeah, they were talking be about the Riddler. That. It was going to be like this whole group of villains. Luther, that he was, Deathstroke. Dude, yeah, wow. they were gonna go that, whole... and that's why you got that end scene with Deathstroke and and Lex Luthor was because that was going to be the start of the formation of the Injustice League, essentially. Mm, that's crazy. Yeah. So I, he did put his man. he put it all on the he fucking did it. table. He put everything in there. Yeah. yeah. I also really, I mean, I also the epilogue. I don't know if this was the epilogue or if it was right before the epilogue, but I really liked that line from. Uh, dark side where he's like well we'll just have to take care of it the old-fashioned way yeah, like I, that to me is if you want to open this up and they do let him do a sequel it's primed for it like mm-hmm. we're absolutely primed for that uh, yeah and I, I i think it's just a very stark and different version of heroes than a lot mm-hmm. of the movies that we have and i think that it, like in Zack Snyder talks about this in, in one of the interviews, I think it's the New York Times interviews. And he's like, yeah, like these movies are meant to challenge a lot of those like basic notions. And I want to say like from watching a lot of movies, like the challenges he's presenting are not that like far for me. It's like, oh, like what if Superman did have to do X, Y, Z to get mm-hmm. by? What if Batman mm-hmm. had to do ABC? Those are challenging things to very basic characters. Mm-hmm. It's not a far cry to like ask that of the audience, in my opinion. And I feel like the reception was so mixed for a lot of people. And I feel like the very online crowd was vocal about it at the time Mm -hmm. um, is Mm -hmm. I think the way I'll say that. Um, But I think it's like, it's really too bad that we weren't able to see this to fruition. Zack Snyder's not a perfect filmmaker. I love him though. I love Mm -hmm. his style. Mm -hmm. Um, He definitely has a style too. Right. Like I really enjoy the style. I'm not saying he's, he's perfect by any means, but I feel like there was a chance here to have something very different and instead WB chopped it to two hours. Like, and and I think that's like the tragedy (laughs) here is like you chopped this thing to two hours. That could have been really special because what, like you wanted it to Mm -hmm. be more palatable to general audiences and then everybody hated it. I I think you have this four hour epic Titanic version that Mm -hmm. if you like superheroes, you're going to like this version and, and that's it. And And trust your audience going back to the power and with the power of streaming, you can chop it up into six, like one hour segments. If you want, like, I don't think that there's for those, for people like Marcus and Brian who sat down and watched like straight through and made a night of it. That's this movie is built for that. But yeah. it's also built for the like you're busy, you still want to watch it, but you don't want to commit to like four hours right then and there. Yeah, fuck it. Like do like six 45 minute segments. Like it's not a big deal. Like I think there's and, stuff, there's value to there's still well, value in that. And I think the last thing I'll say here too is like and I we didn't even get to everything, but that's okay. I feel like what's really important to say here is like now with these streaming services, you can afford to like take risks like this and just have weird stuff. I'll go back to the Irishman. Martin Scorsese said no one would make this movie of his 
uh, um, in a traditional way and Netflix just let them do it. The same thing they're doing, like David Fincher, just like, hey, make your stuff weird. Who cares? It's a streaming service. We already have your money. And so I just, I, I'm encouraging this aspect of streaming because you don't get a Snyder cut without like an HBO Max. No. It is, and I don't think this would be fun in theaters. And I feel like, I hope, I hope, I'm not, I don't feel, but I hope that we can keep taking these types of risks and more just stuff that isn't as much cookie cutter to fit in a theater. I think the theater has its place and I can't wait to go back um, when I'm vaccinated. Like I, I will be first there in the seats. I also think that these two things can exist side by side and the enjoyment and the justice that was done to mm. Ray Fisher. I think it, it, the, the proof is all there. Yeah. Um, this movie, yep. Ray Fisher to me, like made the heart of this movie. Absolutely. And oh, absolutely. It, 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 it is. <laughs> I can't explain enough how much better his story makes it and how yep. it creates a oh, heart yeah. for these mythic type heroes to actually like grapple with. And mm. I'll leave it there. I could keep talking and how about good, my how good his and how good he is of an actor. We didn't even oh, yeah. get to see that in the original, and that's really the only film he's been in. So you're like this is your debut. You really get to see him as an actor, really carry. Mm -hmm. A character as it should be carried. You let you, know to, you get to see him act. Yes, you get to see him. <laughs> yeah, act. And, and also, Brian, I want to throw in there. In addition to HBO Max and streaming, the pandemic also made this possible. Mm. It made to That's the fair. ability to be able to sit your ass down at home and not have a normal schedule and act <laughs> things makes this more easily digestible than a lot of other movies. That's because fair. you're saying four hours. I don't have four hours. Well, guess what? <laughs> A lot more people have four hours to spend watching mm -hmm. a movie because they're not in their normal hustle and bustle of everyday thing. Well, yeah. And it yeah. makes me, I get now why when HBO Max originally was like, this is going to be a mini series. And I was like, why are you going to chop this up into a mini series? Right. I get it now. They were probably super oh, nervous yeah. that a four hour runtime would scare people away. Mm -hmm. But this thing has been, I, I'm just going to look at Twitter. This thing has been trending on Twitter for almost four days now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Take from that what you will. Right. So and here's I, what I want to ask. Go ahead, Brad. Go ahead, Marcus. Sorry, real quick. I want to ask before we wrap it up, because I feel like that's kind of where we're leading. What was everyone's favorite scene? Oh, the most memorable question. favorite scene that made you just like kind of the jaw dropping, not the, oh, that was cool. I mean, the, oh, shit. Um, for me, it was the, <clears throat> for me, it was the horror, like, re, like the horror, like the nightmare that Cyborg had okay. on the Kryptonian ship. I mean, because you got to see you got to see a dead lantern. You got to see like Diana being yeah. buried with a whole bunch of stuff. You got to see like Lois. I mean, there was just so much there. Um, and again, you got to see Dark Side being played up as the like he's relatively, I think. And I think what this movie does is that his power is mysterious. Mm -hmm. Like you can tell he's in charge and you can tell that he's a he's a threat but his power is still mysterious and still very ominous you got to see like no he's not messing around that omega beam in mm -hmm. like underwater was super cool like that just had everything for me that i thought was like just super legit it's good i i there's a lot i'll be honest there's a lot of moments that i just sat up and just took in i think i'm gonna give another shout out to <laughs> Wonder Woman putting the exclamation point on Steppenwolf's departure to yeah. Apocalypse. I'll, mm -hmm. I'll leave that there. I think for me, though, was realizing that the Flash had to rebuild the future from the past. Mm -hmm. I thought that was beautifully done. I know that 
it was maybe like maybe it didn't vibe with other people because it was so late in the movie but it just i don't know it connected with me it i thought it was a great use of just like the wonder of what these powers can do and what you can do to change reality Mm -hmm. and the visuals of it absolutely took me there Mm -hmm. and the stakes were all there they missed their moment so this is it this is flash using the entire breadth with of his powers and i that was a that took my breath away i thought that was really well done can i add one more because i just thought of this Mm -hmm. i think the it's our podcast we can do whatever that's (laughs) why did i ask i don't don't know why i asked please can i do one more um the what i have is the the scene where cyborg um where his dad is telling him all the shit that he can do and he's Mm -hmm. actively doing it in that moment that was really really cool i mean just one the connection that it's his dad telling him he can do that and two, mm. you're actually seeing him figure his powers out and not like being shy about it, but actively yep. helping somebody else while he's figuring it out. Like you that know, physical representation of him, like stacking the money. That was really, really cool for me. Doug is very interesting, right? Doug is a father to the core because I think if I can make the assumption, he definitely seen himself in Harrison. Like that is how you would watch oh, your yeah. kid, like talking oh. your kid through this you can do these things and you can actually be okay. And Mm -hmm. you're capable of doing anything. And you're the most powerful being on this planet. You you view yourself as a monster, but you have the ability to be Mm -hmm. a hero. Like that talking yourself through it, that is a good scene. And even him sacrificing himself. Mm -hmm. That was a tough scene to watch. Yeah. There's so much that happened in this movie. We didn't even get to that. No, that, no, that scene, it, it, it adds just this emotional weight to it. And it, it, at first, I didn't understand it, to be mm-hmm. completely honest with you all. I was like, why did he do that? There's no benefit here. Trust the filmmaker, Brian. Just keep watching. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, it was like, oh, like he sacrificed it. So they had like a fighting chance. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And having yeah. like having Victor have to deal with all of that, like having to deal with like a loss of another parent mm-hmm. to understand his own powers and then using that with the team. There was just a lot that coalesced in that moment that mm-hmm. I think it's very difficult to pull that off. And I, I feel like, I feel like it worked. I don't yeah. think a lot of people expect these superhero movies to have heart, but they most, this one most certainly does. Mm-hmm. Mine was, um, the speech from Dark Side when he hopped on the telephone, the little metal bar thing. He hopped on the TT, he told the side, Hey, hand me the phone. So then the side hung up the phone. Give me, give and me the he phone. ended it to Dark Side. And give me the Dark phone. Side, you know how badass Dark Side was? If you notice in the film, Steppenwolf's armor, right? Mm-hmm. The thing is made from metal that he's right. talking to, to Dark Side on. When Dark Side hopped on the phone, it took all of the metal that Steppenwolf had yeah, and just was- showed him bare skin. All of that metal went into the little, the metal, the thing that Darkseid was talking on. I thought that was a choice. That makes way more sense. (laughs) What, like he saw Darkseid and took his metal off? Well, he did. Yeah, it, it, it could. I think it was both. That I agree. How powerful Darkseid is. Steppenwolf bowed down, and you wouldn't dare approach Darkseid with this armor, this, no. this reactive mm-hmm. armor. That makes way more sense. So he's talking to. So as he's Darkseid is giving his speech, as he's telling him, "I'm going to stride across the bones Ugh. of people." He said, "He said I've given a hundred thousand worlds. The metal is forming around Darkseid." If you go back and watch that scene, Ray Porter, who is the voice again. of um, Darkseid, you fucking did that. Like Jesus, yeah. you did. 
Like yeah. that was amazing. That was amazing. And that Voice whole like, acting is acting. Like yeah, just, that whole absolutely. telephone you were talking about, Marcus. That whole like yeah. telephone. That's yeah. such a cool feature too. Yes. Like that kept coming back. And I was like, this is really cool way and to do this. Sod, I mean, it was it was you saw Granny Goodness. Yeah. It's a whole them looking through the boom tube at the heroes. That's straight out of fucking comic book. Yeah, you know like, I did. Oh um, I did say out loud to myself while I was watching this because I knew they were called boom tubes, and I was like, the first time it happened, oh, I was like, oh, I think I know why they are. They're called boom tubes. And then the second time it happened, it makes that loud noise at the end. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that fucking makes sense. <laughs> like I don't know why that's a really trivial thing to figure out while you're doing it, but I boom figured tube, it out. It's like boom tube goes boom. Yeah, boom tubes go boom. boom. That makes yeah, a lot yeah, of sense. Uh, um, no, Marcus, that's a fantastic observation, and that makes yeah. way more sense than what I was thinking. <laughs> Thank you for that invest- call out. I, listen, I Man, was invested. There were I hot dog it. realizations. There were dark side realizations. There were just dark realizations. Don't put your, don't top put your hot to dog. Top <laughs> to bottom. There was a lot of growth here tonight. Don't I put feel your like. hot dog realization. Was, you guys, I got to be honest with you. I've learned a lot about myself. <laughs> in this short while um that we've been talking about it that uh, this is a complex thing and how do you uh, see superman you'll find out how more about yourself when you tell us yeah talking about and we and we actually had one of those conversations when the podcast first started doug and i had who's your favorite hero and who's your favorite like and why and we right. had a full, and this is a full circle moment because and i and i'll say this is maybe one of my last things and i'll shut up but this 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 one is so long and so important because this is a full circle moment for us as a podcast mm-hmm. of this is something we've talked about from the jump and the beginning in various conversations. Why Superman is my favorite. Why mm. Josh Whedon is a nasty fucker. Why this happened. Mm. Why, you know, when all yeah. this drops. So this I, is a full circle moment and this movie's four hours long. There's no way we're going to be able to dive into the specifics without doing a part one and part two. Now you subscribe to the Patreon. We might give you part two and really give you like the goodies if you really want, but you know what I mean? Give us 10, 10 subscriptions to the $5 tier and we'll do it. Oh yeah, absolutely. That'd be oh, great. I, I can keep talking yeah. about this movie. That's, I mean, we absolutely. didn't even talk about my green lantern rant. So like, we'll oh, just please. leave that there. Brian, oh, let's man. have it. Give it to us right now. I, I mean, I'll just, I'll just say this. I know we're already here, but it is just wild to me that DCWB is like, there's one bad Green Lantern movie. Never again, ever, 10 <laughs> right. years. And yeah. we're already like, oh, Superman? Yeah, we'll just reboot it. Joker, sure. Why not? Yeah. Okay, sure. Two bat. We're going to do two Batmans. We're doing two, two Batmans at the same time. Oh, well, then Green Lantern? What did you say? What did you say to me? <laughs> character is dead to Don't me. you bring that goddamn shit in here. Get out! Much. Pretty Say much. It's just, together again. It's just wild to me. And there's an yeah. interview. I think this is, oh man, I don't remember folks, but you can Google this. Zack Snyder, Green Lanterns. And uh, essentially he talks about how, I believe it's the Vanity Fair, the second Vanity Fair article. And he's like, yeah, I've wanted to have the Green Lanterns in this mm-hmm. and have them come and be like, hey, we know Dark Side's coming and have that be that Martian Manhunter exchange and have it be Lanterns instead. And they're like, no, like just hard no. Worse, he shot it. He actually shot footage of yeah. uh, Jonathan Stewart. Yeah, and like in his backyard. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. just, it is just, and that, I don't get it. I don't get why Green Lantern has not paid its penance yet. Like Ryan Reynolds, like he. But that's the, I think that's know. the beauty of the writing though too, because they can say, oh, you can't see him. But the <laughs> fact that 
Steppenwolf keeps saying there are no lanterns here means that they are he is scared of them to a point remember lanterns are put at the same level in this threat to the mother Mm -hmm. box thing as Superman is yeah mother box box, oh sorry Brian go ahead go ahead uh, no all I was gonna say is like I just feel like it's a giant missed opportunity especially in the Snyder cut but even the Snyder cut had limitations which I feel like that's the guardrail I guess Mm -hmm. go ahead Mark yes please I just want to say put a little bow on it the mother boxes, Superman is so powerful and was correctly written. The mother boxes were scared to wake the fuck up. They didn't wake <laughs> up until he died. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to say that and put that out there that these motherfuckers was like, yo, ring yeah. the bells, ring the alarms because Superman is dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Um, the last thing I'll say is, is that I think Marcus's assessment that this is gods being gods and you have to go into it looking that way, um, I think is like chef's kiss like it's perfect because i think that that's i think you're absolutely right i think what's the beauty of this movie is it's the juxtaposition of marvel and dc and their Mm -hmm. choices when it comes to how they tell their stories cinematically um and i think that had we gotten this um i had we gotten this snyder cut first and we didn't get the whedon version I think there would be very different choices financially for Warner brothers and what they invest in going forward. And I think it would be a very, I think both of them can exist in this space. Right. I think they both can because they're telling different, they're telling similar stories, but they're the way they approach them are so different. And it's just so much fun to watch two different ways to do it. There, there's an alternate universe out there where they figured out a middle ground, by the way, of mm-hmm. like between the Snyder cut and the theatrical cut minus Joss Whedon. Like mm-hmm. there is a middle ground out there somewhere in some universe. And I, I it, it turned out okay. But there's a three hour Lord of the Rings version of this in an alternate yes. reality. Mm-hmm. This is honestly, Zach's, this is Zack Snyder's Justice League slash Lord of the Rings. And mm-hmm. it works. Like yeah, it works. Absolutely is. Yeah. Also, HBO Asia just tweeted, HBO Go is experiencing an unprecedented surge in traffic. We're working on a solution. To the legion of fans who are trying to watch, we are truly sorry to have let you down at this exciting time. We appreciate your patience. Wow. I'm saying that to say, trust your fans. Trust, Mm, like Adam said, that your fans are smart enough. Trust that your fans, they don't have to see the vision in order to know the vision. But also, just on a personal level, and and I'd hate to have to be this, this personal, but on a personal level, everybody won't understand your vision. And they will try mm-hmm. to two-hour cut your four-hour vision and try to minimize it so that it is pa- palatable to people who were never meant to uh, see your vision in the first place. Like you mm. are not, you do not have to box yourself in to the same one-two punch, setup punch, cookie cutter shit that everybody else is doing because they choose to try to minimize your vision to something that they think will work. Sometimes you just have to shoot. And also you have to be fucking patient. I'm trying to keep from fucking crying, but you have to be fucking patient because this didn't happen immediately after the release. It Hmm. built up over time and people had to the WB had to see that the people (laughs) wanted it Mm -hmm. and it wasn't the people that they thought wanted it. Mm -hmm. So you have to believe in your vision and have the patience and, and be aware that every time you don't have to cut your vision down. Now that we've got a four hour movie, it doesn't mean that he's going to give us four hour movies every time. (laughs) It just means that he was able to tell his story once the right way. And moving forward, if they decide to give him sequels, 
he can then continue to tell his story and WB would have to trust him because he executed the way that they didn't even think was fucking possible. Yeah. And I, I want to cut through the metaphor really quickly. And then I have one question. Um, that whole like vision stuff that's speaking to anybody about whatever that vision is for your life in general. Like, let's just make this super clear. If you have an idea, if you have something that you want to create or something you want to do or something you want to accomplish and it does, uh, whether or not other people are ready for it, you just need to believe in it. You need to trust yourself. And it's just patience. Like Marcus said in his, in his music, as Adam has said to us in before patience and timing are super, super important patient timing. I'm going to add a third one. Perseverance. It, yes. perseverance in the face of adversity yeah. all y'all a year ago to bring this full circle all y'all this time last year we had five listeners That's and now true. we've built this out into something That's so true. much bigger and i got a word for y'all it's gonna be so much bigger going forward and i because we're we're gonna be patient like we're gonna keep doing what we have to do but that goes for everybody else too like you want to start you want to start climbing mountains just start small and you'll get there. Like, it's just about believing in yourself and trusting your vision for your life. Marcus, my last question at the beginning of this episode, you threatened that you, this may be it, that this, this may be the proverbial trash can that you yeah. put your spider suit into. You're goddamn right. I, said I think, shit. I think what everybody is itching and dying to know yeah. is Marcus, are you, are you going to take that suit with you? Or are you going to leave it there? I'll do you one better. I'll upgrade the suit. Oh, oh here we go. You heard We're it next. here. here coming we back. We're coming well, back. Well, gentlemen, on our uh, way. That's fantastic. That at if anything, I'm glad we didn't. I'm glad the Beatles. <laughs> it was a didn't. little touch and go there. I'm, I'm glad, not gonna lie to you. <laughs> I'm gl- I'm glad that the uh I'm glad I was gonna storm in your office tomorrow and give you all types of hell. <laughs> <laughs> You had me worried there. For you a know what? You're probably going to do that anyway. Oh, so, yeah, for sure. You're probably going to do sure. that anyway. Y'all turned me into the Superman arbiter. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. I, Brian, I have all the job. injustice comics. You, but, I, that tells you enough of what I think about Superman. But here but Brian, I am. God, I'm Brian. like, hey, let's think about Superman. Oh, God. Brian, Brian I, I discovered God. that I was Lex Luthor live on air. It, you understand it was, that? Like, it I'm not going to go back and edit that out. Incredible. <laughs> just this is so like being Omari. There. You yeah, are the father. I, I you... framed that. I framed that. I Hopefully, the test you know, came back and stuff great. there. With 98% certainty, <laughs> you are Lex Luthor. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, gentlemen, anything quick you want to plug before we close this thing out? Nah, man, y'all know y'all know the deal. Y'all know the mantra. Never offended, always humble. Be patient, be timing, perseverance. You know what I mean? We already talked about the funny stuff, washing your ass, reading a book and all that stuff. That stuff is real. But perseverance and 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 and, and timing and trusting your vision is very important. Like Doug said, before you want to climb a mountain, walk to the end of the driveway. Take yeah. baby steps. Fuck yeah. You know what I mean? That stuff is very important. So keep going. And thank you for sticking there with us. You know what I mean? This is long, but we appreciate y'all. And when we go, we we coming back even harder every episode. That's right. Brian, anything you want to plug? Uh Maggie went on this journey with me. I wouldn't have been able to have half of these observations if it wasn't for her and to talk about it. So just shout out to her. Go visit thelovenerds.com to give her a thank you. Go yeah, check out do. what shout she out has there. Uh, she did an amazing job helping me synthesize everything. So that's I just so want to give a shout go. out to her. You had that's me scared an... there for a second there, Maggie, but that's all right. <laughs> <You're still cool. laughs> you know what, Brian? Cool. We should have her on the episode at some point in time. Yeah. As a, as a oh, thank we you. will definitely do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I just want to boost what Marcus said. I mean, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, thanks for your support. We appreciate any support you give us, whether that's just you taking a chance yeah. on a long car ride or whether that's being a Patreon supporter, whatever that is. We appreciate it. Yes. We are going to turn out more quality shit than you know what to do with. So jump on board now because it's going places. Oh, um, wait. Yes. I just do want to plug you two. You all did oh. a phenomenal job well, on the you. I'm Your Daddy podcast. Oh. Um, if you have not heard it, please go right now and just go to the Patreon, sign up for the Patreon, and listen to the I'm Your Daddy podcast, which is a stemming of this podcast. But yeah. it's very, very good. They talk about um, Raya and the Last Dragon, and they talk about their families and how they dissect that, and I think that that's really important and really dope shit. So dope. Um, great job, y'all. Thank you. And oh, shout out to Brian for being a great host because I did not host that. Brian took the reins. So. Ah, shucks. Um, Happy to be here. The last thing I'm going to say is we, Marcus already alluded to it. There's a three step process for this, and it's easy. That's the easy stuff. It's the perseverance, patience, and timing that's hard to do. Brian, you want to remind everybody that first step? I sure do. You got to read. And we talked about a lot of comic book stuff here today. All-Star Superman, Injustice. Yeah. We're talking about Frank Miller and Frank, uh, yeah, Frank Miller's Batman. Go read those. Those are very oh, yeah. good graphic novels that inspired Zack Snyder's Justice League. So go check those out. Read something, anything. Yeah. And I'm going to take the next one. Drink some water. Uh, it's getting that time of year. We're going to be outside a little bit more. Maybe you're like Brian, you're doing some yard work. Maybe you went for a run. Maybe you're just hanging out. Drink some water. It helps. Uh, your joints get a little bit more lubricated. You can move better. You feel fuller. It's just you feel better in general. So drink your water. Marcus, what's that last step? Listen, you know what that last one is. If you if you don't do this last one, we're gonna kick your ass out of the kingdom like uh, Dark Side did Steppenwolf, okay? If you That's not probably watching, why he was the left. reason why he left was because he didn't wash his ass. Decide never said point. that, but he said that you was feeling yourself and smelling yourself a little bit too much, and it's because his ass stink. And you know if what? If you think that chainmail breathes, it doesn't. It does not. Sometimes you gotta break that chain, and it ain't about clenching your cheeks together. It's about washing that ass, okay? So yeah. you gotta get some dove soap, you know what I mean? You think Bruce Wayne became Bruce Wayne just from like, you know what I mean? Not washing his ass? No, that's a part he of had, the vengeance. He He's got a vengeance against soap. the stink. He's got bat soap. It's shaped like a bat and you use the wings to kind of get in the crack of his ass. But like, you got to do whatever you got to do, okay? We are not gods. We are just men. And the thing we can do merely as men and women and, and, and everybody and as human beings is just wash our ass. That's do true. that Great. for your neighbor. That's fantastic advice. Um, as always, we sincerely appreciate and love the support. Uh, we will be back next week with another episode. And in the meantime, we love y'all and we appreciate y'all. And we hope you stay happy and healthy. Until next time.